There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that oh, culture? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. It's sort of a fraught, tense atmosphere because our guest is threatening to infiltrate the podcast to too push early. In, he says, quote unquote, push in. <laughs> and and I'm just like very nervous because I said, if you give a mouse a cookie. He's going to want a glass of milk. That's actually rule of culture number 48. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. And, and more. Oh, oh, no, see? And more. And more afterwards. When Especially will it be with, enough? When will it be enough? Can you just answer that question? Well, according to that famous fable that is, yeah. that is written to teach us all a lesson about human nature. And control. <laughs> and mouse nature, And to be control honest. and mouse nature. And portion control. And portion, <laughs> and portion okay. control. Now more than ever. And now more than ever, portion control is important. <laughs> they come in with an amazing take. <laughs> Am I in? Yeah, well, no, hold on. I know, wait, I'm messing up because I'm trying to decide like what is the most comedic choice to make in terms of pushing in and waiting. Please, please do not worry. If you <laughs> the best comedic choice is whatever choice you make. And now we're breaking the fourth wall, and I'm gonna go ahead and speak to Candace's actually, who's winning me over this season by breaking the fourth wall. Duh. But I'm leave my whole fourth wall moment and don't take a second of it out. Yeah. Amazing. We've talked about this three separate episodes now. Oh, really? Yeah. Including was, this one. It was. It gets an award for most iconic fourth wall breaking. Well, it literally, the moment I keep talking about is when she like she's facing Giselle she goes what are you doing and then she turns to the camera what are, what we, are we doing, doing? I know I know so, she's really I loved well. it and I love I love when the show decides to sort of tilt the camera one way to show another camera yes. and then you think okay we're in a different space we're in a different world and that's them saying like 
Now what we're talking about and what we're commenting on is the process of making reality television. <gasps> and that is breathtaking. So okay. would you consider all of this fourth wall breaking of Lost Coach? Like, we, we, we really tried to do our... I know. We tried to do our thing. Our little... Up you're, top. Yeah. You're a little up top. Our little tip. You tried to embrace your traditions and your history by doing, you know, what you do up top. But mm-hmm. sometimes someone comes in and really pushes in. Yeah. And takes the glass of milk. Well, yeah. That's the thing is like, what I said to Bowen right before was, if we give him this inch, An inch he will take a take whole a mile. mile. He will take over the podcast, which I know is what some readers really, truly want. Some readers want. really want Can it. I tell you something? I posted the trailer for my Showtime comedy special, Matt Rogers, Have You Heard of Christmas? And Pat Regan is very much at the top of the I trailer. Know, really nice. More comments about Pat Regan no. being in the trailer than the trailer itself. That's I swear true. to God. People, will, people are going to watch. Millions are going to watch because of Pat Regan. Honey, all that matters is people are going to watch. You're so right. And that's why I cast them. I'm using him. Yes. Just like I'm using him today to promote my special. <laughs> Oh, your supporting role. Your supporting role. I'm so upset. Should we introduce him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our guest today is, of course, the co host of the Seek Treatment podcast. He's a writer for Hacks going on three seasons now. Okay. Yeah. And not everyone makes it from room to room. <laughs> room culture is extremely difficult, very political, especially when you work for, you know, the best in the biz. And so there's a lot of turnover, but not with our Mm-mm. quick little cat. Our little cat. Well, we love him so much. He's a beloved fixture on the podcast mm-hmm. and his absence is always felt. You know him from his upcoming projects um, <laughs> which include Matt Rogers Have You Heard of Christmas in which he has a supporting role. <laughs> it's so wonderful. First of all, my cut in the trailer is a little whatever, but... What are you talking about? Why are you dragging my trailer? I'm not dragging your trailer. I'm dragging my, no, my performance because, in the trailer. But then you drag my director. So let me tell you something. When you come for your performance, your when, when you come for honey. your performance to anything, you drag the director, you drag the project, you drag the creator. That's not true. So you just sat Don't here Catherine in my face. You sat here and played in my face and keep my fourth wall in. <laughs> I I need Eric. Because where's Eric? Where is Eric? We need Eric on call on the ready this whole episode because I just feel like Eric is gonna need to be brought in. <laughs> You were stunning in the trailer. You were stunning in the trailer. I was most importantly stunning in the you trailer. You really were. December 2nd, Pat Regan is in. <laughs> Matt Rogers, have you heard of Christmas? <laughs> and Bowen Yang. And Bowen Yang. Is in. Well, the thing is, like, they all knew that. Because, of course, Deadline announced. But didn't they announce Pat as well? They did not. No, that was a big, big, that was a they, big secret. You know, I'm wondering if... Uh, Whatever. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna drag I'm not, culture. I'm not gonna talk about the press today. <laughs> I don't have to talk about my crazy relationship with the press today. Absolutely. I'm so sick of my relationship with the press. And please welcome our guest, Pat, Pat Regan. Oh my god. What? Can you talk about your relationship with the press? Can you elaborate with your relationship? And be honest. Okay. Yeah. Well, the press never acknowledges me as a person, and then <laughs> when they do, they do choose to kind of they find their little ways. I, well, yeah. Actually, I can't. You know, I just want to do a lab and really talk about my relationship with the press. Yeah. So I can't be that person who's always talking about the relationship with the press, even but though it, I'm being so ironic and like jokey about it. Yeah, right. Which is what's so crazy. <laughs> it's not though, because so like Julio Torres posited when he was on the podcast recently that all pop stars have three eras, mm-hmm. which is um, circus, surveillance, and Christmas. But I think a fourth one, which I don't think fits into surveillance, is press relationship totally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm and this just, is an important mm-hmm. way it's a subsect I, I don't think so you don't think so reputation Honey? is press it's not surveillance okay you're right you know what I'm saying so what like, is her surveillance album then I think surveillance is a subset of press 
That is interesting. Wow. So what you're doing is you're saying Julio was wrong. No, wow. I'm just kind That's of. That's what you said. Wow. Let's not. And this is press right now. This is All press. of a sudden, I'm and pushing you. We're in the iHeartRadio building. Yes, we are in this building that's really <laughs> hearkening back to yesteryear. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> Talk about how it harkens back to yesteryear because we all were in agreement about this when we went walked down the hallway. Well, it's just like <laughs> from that time when like offices were made to have ping pong tables. Yes. And, like, and that was kind of groundbreaking and like yeah. bright colors and like interesting. But didn't you want to work at one of those places? Of course I did and still do. <laughs> I would get on my knee. I, if, if someone told me I could suck cock to work at BuzzFeed in 2008, oh I would have been like, God. I could have a Gucci on. This is the song I play when I get to my knees. I could wear the Louis Vuitton. But even with nothing on, I made you look so, so Matt sang this song the second he stepped out the elevator to greet us. And we didn't know it. We didn't know the song. He looked at us agog. Yeah, I have such a relationship with music where like I will sometimes really delve into an album. Like, this is my album I'll delve into. Yeah. And I did that, of course, with Midnight's. But then I was like kind of craving more. So I searched for... Someone recommended to me... Um, Tuvalu, like oh, that yeah. one. Tuvalu, yeah. Tuvalu. I, I listened to it for a first time on a run, and sometimes when you listen on a run, like you're not ready no. for yes. something the first time on a run because you need to know like going the in. landscape. You need to know like what to think about. Like, should I be thinking about my crushes? Should I be thinking about like my enemies? Should I be thinking about like Is, my relationship with the press? Crushes, enemies, and the press. If this isn't a future star, I have no, no idea who is. Well, you know, I'm a Scorpio, so I know, crushes, girl. enemies, and press are really my... That's the major. My major relationship. And the same over here. Him, yeah. his crushes, crushes his enemies, enemies on the press. You know, I was talking about this... Crushes, me. enemies, on the press title of that. <laughs> okay, wait. What were you talking about? Wait, wait. I, I was talking about this with Guy Branham, the divide, the cultural divide between <laughs> October and November Scorpios. Oh, what are you saying? You, you and I are sitting across from each other right now. Right. And we're connected for life because we're Scorpios. But we're also divided. We've also had such different experiences. Absolutely. Because of that divide. And there's smaller amount. But you're literally cut. So that's what I said. And then Guy said, no, you're not. And I well, said, he can be very argumentative. He can be very toxic and argumentative. It's, it's so true. really hard. To I'm go so in, happy. It's very hard to go in and be beaten up We're every saying. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and, okay, Psychologically. But, but he's saying that it's it's pure binary. There's no such thing as an in-between October, November. But I guess I was used to identify as a cusp Scorpio. No, you're not. I Yeah, and so that's where Guy was coming from. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, that yeah. place of no. So you're a guy both reside in a place of no, and you, and you come to, towards me from that place, and that's cool, that's okay. Uh -huh. But you're both November Scorpio, so what can I expect? Well, and that's actually expect? very characteristic. Yes. You know what I think? I could have my Gucci on. <laughs> I could wear my Louis Vuitton. But even with nothing so, on, <laughs> I made you now, Matt is doing just waist up dancing, and it's actually really good. Well, can I just say background on this? This is the biggest song on TikTok for gay people. Oh, really? And if you don't have TikTok and are not a gay person, you do not know the song. It does not exist. It is not a hit. Are, is this a fact? This is, I'm telling you, if we were to go but on my Matt, TikTok right now, because and scroll, that's your TikTok. No, no, no. Yeah. It is all gay it's people's your TikTok. It's your FYP. That's your FYP. I think what happened was like TikTok has decided I'm gay. Your FYP is showing. It's a rule of culture number 49. Did I just say that? No. Yeah, I said 48, 48. Okay, so 49, right after. Your, Your FYP, FYP is showing. 
Well, my my FYP is like giving that one Megan Trainer song, which I swear to God is not a hit. We only no. it's a household name uh-huh. song if you're gay and on TikTok. Yeah, and there's if you're a, in a gay gay TikTok house. There's a dance. Yeah. There's a dance to it too. Uh-huh, and I was uh-huh. even thinking this is how TikTok has infected me. I even thought about learning the dance and posting it, but then I was like, there has to be some twist. I can't just earnestly do this trend. But maybe you can. And it yeah, could, but maybe yeah. you can. And maybe is that very millennial of me to be like? Um, yeah. earnest. No, it, I think millennials are not earnest, or are they? No, I think millennials they, are, like, very ironic and, like, you know what right. I mean? Right, and so that's why I feel like we all have, like, a, like a sensitivity to, like, watching people, like, expose themselves earnestly. You know what I'm saying? I, I would say Gen Z has that, too. So I, I don't know what Gen Z is. Gen, Gen Z has an anxiety, I will say. You, but, like, millennials kind of came in, and they're like, they took anxiety, and they're like, this is going to be our thing. That we exactly. Embrace. I feel like millennials are, like, we're saying what our damage is out loud mm-hmm. and like Gen Z is like whatever they're doing the dance they're like oh. we, we actually don't care that much like okay. be- because burn it down we've, I, we've actually grown up in a world where we've heard all the stuff and it's like ugh stop you know I was surrounded by Gen Z this weekend you were in Boston where? in Boston I was surrounded by Gen Z runners no my cousins because I stayed at their house because they live in Boston uh-huh. and they're my youngest cousins and um they're all from eighth grade to senior uh-huh. is their spread and they're three and they're and so when I saw them at a wedding like a couple of months ago I told them I was sitting at their house and I was like oh my gosh like Carrie Amanda Samantha Charlotte uh-huh. and then <laughs> the oldest one who's a senior looks at me blankly and they go from Sex and the City the Sex and the City girls and she goes I've never watched that and no one I've known has ever watched that oh that was a power play uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. in a big way it was huge it was cool it's the, it's the look and the head tilt yeah. It's yeah. the head tilt. It's, a, it's, a, head tilt for, it's a head tilt. It's a head tilt for me. What's her show where she gets to find out what women really said? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I did take the a- sex lives of college girls because I got news for you. Women aren't really saying that. Girl, <laughs> sex, sex lives of college girls, maybe. I have to, I have to hold space. So I'm feeling not not nervous. Isn't the word, but you know. I hope I deliver an amazing podcast episode. What? Do where did that go? Where did, where did that come where, from? Okay, I'm yeah, just, let's unpack. Yeah, I think because your readers are so kind to me that I'm like, I hope I can so give them... So therefore, the ceiling is high, the floor is high as well. I know, but also it's like, I want to give them what they want. You are giving them what they want by even being here. I, I, so. I guess I'm just flustered and befuddled that this is even where this has gone because the fact that we now have to coddle you and take care of you no, on a podcast where our readers coddle. like you more than us I'm already. My favorite thing to do is coddling Pat, <laughs> which is not what we're doing oh, it's not even what we're doing no but pat is wearing ups brown because guess what he's delivering <laughs> oh my god is that what we're calling a ups brown that's it's really UPS good brown. bro i got this in your hometown of denver colorado denver comedy or aurora colorado fort collins colorado oh that's not my not, all of not colorado, my is not <laughs> all of colorado and some of my wyoming are your hometown <laughs> that's and that's fair. Much of Montana is your hometown. Much of Montana. What would you call Englewood, your hometown adjacent? Englewood. Englewood Engle- is Englewood? hometown adjacent. Yeah. There are excerpts of Denver that I've never even seen. Yeah. Never breathed the air there. Yeah. So in some ways, well, rarefied. When will you return to Denver this year? Um, at Christmas time. Okay. Why, why, why do we ask? Well, because I, I have a show in Denver. Like Taylor Swift, my, Muna, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, you're coming. Yes, you're taking after them by doing that. I'm what? taking after Taylor Swift, Muna. I'm following in their lead. You know Victor Carlesi. No, there's so many comedians I don't know nowadays. He's and then of, I learn about them and I'm obsessed. Josh Sharp and I are going to start a new live show in New York because I. Oh my god! Want, want, you want the children? Not it's, you want to be mother? I, 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 no, no, so no, no, no. It's, it's one because I'm like, oh, that part of my brain is atrophied. I need to like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, do like a full like, yeah, transplant. Yeah. Yes. 
and I need to like get this going again because I remember liking it. Mm -hmm. Even though I wasn't that good at it, I was like, let me just work the muscle again. And also just to get the kids in. Yeah, yeah of course. Because I don't even know who they are anymore. Now people ask me like, oh, I'm in New York. Who should I who I'm should like, I go I see? Who should know. I book on my show? Who did it? And I'm like, oh, wow. The girls are not the girls anymore. No. You know what I mean? Now, now they're all scattered about. I'm still, I'm like literally like a Vicky Gunvalson figure. Who's like <laughs> still, I'm still in the scene as like truly like all of my contemporaries have moved on and upwards. And I'm just kind of. <laughs> of course, famously, Vicky Gunvalson's narrative is all the people she was on the show with in the beginning are now huge stars. Yes, that, <laughs> that's her narrative. <laughs> what was the, like the real OG who they wanted the show to be around? Oh, the OC? Was it? Um... Oh, I would have thought it was Vicky to be honest. And then there was another one though. There was uh, season one OC. Oh, oh my god, this is gonna be hard. It was well, Gina Gina Kehoe. I yeah, actually her. love her and yeah. will willingly die for her okay. unless like Shane I, Kehoe. She had a hot son. She had a hot son. Uh, yeah. And and the Bravo kind of thing. The Bravo producers really tried to make it seem like her son and another housewife might fuck. And they, mm, they were always wow. like, I, I remember them like filming them like in Gina's grotto because Gina obviously had a grotto near her pool. <laughs> and was there a lower third that said Gina's grotto? I don't think they were like in they that They weren't place smart yet. enough they then. Yeah. It, it wasn't like nowadays where there will be a lower third, which is like Angie Harrington and her husband and on the bottom of the uh, site in quotes, grown ass man. Reality yeah. shows back then didn't know how to wink. No, no they didn't. They didn't know how to wink. Because yeah. they were too earnest. They were too earnest. But I almost like that. I almost mm. like that. Do you know what I mean? But the son fucking one of the housewives is very like the O. See, as in the show, well, totally. it's literally giving desperate house exactly. Plot line. That was what it was trying to do and to be I see. and to feel I see. and to make you feel right. So that's why they did that, and it was like joke because uh, the original OC housewives had a one person other lineup was a truly twenty three year old fiance, kind right. of like a stay at home fiance, mm-hmm. and. That was Joe De La Rosa. Joe De La Rosa, gorgeous girl by any but standard. not but not ultimately what the franchise would give us, and we'd say we were looking. N- for no, that. but they wanted her to be kind of an Eva Longoria. It was for very much sure. like they, they they came in, they they put up like a corkboard, they put up you know, and Eva. they said, "Who's Eva. our Marsha Cross? Nicolette. Who's our Felicity?" Yes, yes and yes. was Vicky sort of the Felicity Huffman? I don't know who they might have wanted Vicky to be. <laughs> Maybe I don't... she was her own thing, and that's why she succeeded. And that's what I want to say to everyone listening to the podcast: If you want to succeed, be your own thing. You have to put. Into your originality, mm-hmm. right, Bowen? Absolutely. And I and right, Pat. And I think yeah. that you have to really stand out as yourself. Don't try to be anyone else. <laughs> and to kind of say something that I invented, and then a phrase that I coined: <laughs> um, "Being yourself is your superpower." <laughs> <laughs> and that's a phrase that I did write down for the first time and published widely. And okay, but for real, to really start the podcast, what superpower would you have if you could have any superpower? <laughs> um, I thought about this all the time as a child. Well, downstairs you said one thing. You wanted to have Catwoman claws so you could oh, go through glass. Yes, yes, yes because yes, we, were, yes. we were trapped in a glass chamber, that, an Obama era glass chamber. And we were walking down the hallway, and I'm like, iHeart has this super fun feature where when you walk down the hallway, music plays. A million different radio stations. Yeah, play yeah. Every time you. Oh, I didn't same even. Time. I didn't even. I think that's what it is. Think of them as being radio Bahid, stations. Is that what that is? Engineer Bahid. That's, that's yes, what that nodding. is. Okay, he's right. nodding. Okay, yeah. So every time you walk by, if you walk one inch, actually, a different kind of track starts playing to uh-huh. create this yeah. kind of cacophony of cacophony. songs. Cacophony was a really good word for it, it. And then it's all white, so it, I did say it harkened back to um when, when um, Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz was walking through Z. the way in a white jumpsuit, and she looks back, and you see just her face. Yes. And that was their way of getting through that portion of the heist Maybe. or whatever they yes. were doing uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. but um and then there was a glass wall and i remembered when i was little <laughs> so small well his <laughs> eyes just like lit up with like oh my he, god he's really going back i was watching batman cartoon and um <laughs> i was watching batman cartoon batman cartoon i remember oh my gosh i'm having so many memories 
Thank God, this is the place Thank to God, dump them. The Lost Coach is the place to dump memories. And, you know, Catwoman had to steal something because that was, you know, her job. That was how she made her money. Very much a vigilante cat burglar. thief. Yes. She was a cat burglar. She, and so she put her nails up against the glass and just rotated them and a perfect circle came out of the glass and she reached in and, like, grabbed, like, a necklace or something. Yes. And then I'm sure they didn't show this in the show, but I'm sure she would sell that necklace. Yeah, probably. And she would probably make thousands of dollars. It's a feed her family. Her well to start some savings and she put a down payment down somewhere. (laughs) You know, I just rewatched Batman Returns. Mm. It oh, really. Which one does that remind me? It's one. the Michelle Pfeiffer one with Catwoman, which cool. is why I segue into this. I, I didn't ha- just pull this one out of my ass. It, Pat. it wouldn't be random to talk about like a different Batman series from what we've been <laughs> discussing. It wouldn't. It would, I wouldn't have been like, how did he get there? Talking about Batman and Robin. <laughs> well, I'm really going A to B here. I, I'm just jumping from really one Catwoman film to the other Catwoman. Yeah. Sorry, project. Yes. Which is Batman Returns, and because um, I don't really recognize other Catwomans. I, I do love Anne. And and I think I think and tour. Off. She ate and tore. Anne was mother for that. One. Yeah, yeah. She left no crumbs. She was so mother. She absolutely left she was not mother. a single crumb. Wait, I mean, the whole like those heels hurt, and then she kicks the guy in the balls. I don't know. Do they? Do they? So I, oh good. my god, I never saw that. But I will say one thing: I hate is what I call like Marvel humor, which is a certain, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm someone who's deeply entrenched in the Marvel universe. Same. But we were we were saying this on Straight Lab that Marvel humor is like the successor to like random sauce shit. Yeah, like from it's, it's yesteryear. Star- Marvel humor is ScarJo like fighting a, like a bunch of guys, and then like her phone rings, and she's like, uh, "Hey, kind of busy right now." Uh, yeah, which they literally did that in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, yeah, literally. Cameron invented that. Cameron yeah. invented that. Which, hey, I really like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I wish God. I wish Cameron had stormed into the Marvel, breaking her retirement into that movie, and into said, the "Hey." I invented that. <laughs> and suddenly the multiverse is open because Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow is fighting um, Natalie, a.k.a. Cameron Diaz, uh-huh, as a Charlie's uh-huh. Angel. And that would have been the multiverse for me. That would have been the yeah. fag multiverse I needed. Absolutely. But they would never do that. They would never. 100,000%. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey. 
Try new bubbly burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Did you guys cry during Endgame? Yeah, I did. I did cry during Endgame. I cried two times during against Endgame. All, against my better... Judgment. Angels. Yeah. But what, I was stoned what, what, with Joel Kim Booster. Was it the Iron Man of it all? It was the funeral. It was yes. the funeral. So for me, it was the Iron Man, but it was also the cliff. The cl- oh, the cliff. The that, cliff. Was, that was the first one. That was... No, that was Endgame, I believe. It was Endgame. Scar- yes. Scarjo dying? Yeah. yeah. No, it's that like, was not. No, no, it's like halfway through Endgame. It, it was. Is. Sweetie. You're, oh, you're right. Oh, sweetie. It just Sweet. happens very early. Because you're shocked when you're paying for the movie. your FYP is showing. Wait, no, I actually think ScarJo, Black Widow dying was I'm almost, Infinity War. No, no I, it wasn't. I, it I, wasn't. We, we cannot, as three men of gay stature. Yeah, we can't. We can't get three movies. men of gay <laughs> stature. stature. We can't. I, as in gayness is a stature. The reason totally. why I think we can talk about it is because we have to get to the bottom of this because I remember when I saw Endgame in the theaters, I'm sitting there with Greta and Abe and I remember Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, spoiler alert, dies like literally less than halfway through the movie and I turned to Greta and I was like, why the fuck am I here yeah. to watch these to watch these guys do the rest of this? Like, yeah. come on oh, now. I'm well, getting her. I'm getting her mixed up with um Green Lady. Yes, um, I knew you were. No with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Oh, Mama. Yeah, yeah, Mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what you meant to say was oh, Mama? mama. <laughs> well, she's about to come back in the way of water. I can't wait for Avatar two. The way of water. But the last thing I I'll say, and this is gay leaning, though it does deal. Gay and I, I did not want to come in and talk about Marvel at Dave all. Dave Wasserman, I've seen enough. Because this gay leaning podcast is officially gay. <laughs> um, 
you know, they had that moment that was amazing for women in the final fight sequence when all the women come together yeah. and pose. Uh, like, happened to be on the same side. Totally crazy. They should have played that. Let's go, girls. They literally should have played that. And then ScarJo, who was <laughs> such a woman of these films, like doesn't get to be in the crazy ladies shot. You know no, what I, mean? I know. That sucked. It really sucked. And there was a scarlet shaped hole in that shot. Absolutely. Which is a gorgeous hole, I might say. Beautiful yeah. hourglass figure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how are you Batman? Oh, you're talking about Batman Returns? Yeah, I was talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. But what were you going to say? Oh, I think I was going to say. Michelle Pfeiffer. I think I was going to say that movie was so. She was so mother for that. <laughs> she was mother for that one. Bowen has, Bowen has really become obsessed with the phrase so mother. So it's mother so for funny. This. Where well, did you get that? Where'd you get it? Where'd you, you get it? From, uh, from the culture. Internet. I know, culture. it's so funny to repurpose it. It, it, oh, it definitely is. Sarah Sherman and I want to write a sketch where we're all baby birds, and we're like, "Wait, what is like, like, just like the like the, the mother bird like vomiting up like a worm for us, and us yeah. being like, ew, you're not mother for this.'" <laughs> Stupid. That seems like it has clear three beats. Absolutely. It's going to carry. The, the out is so perfect. We're like, ew, like our house is made of sticks and shit. We're going. And then we. Yeah. Die. So at the political institution that is Saturday Night Live, is it sort of like dancing in the street now that the midterms are over and it's gone so well for the <laughs> yes, Dems? Yes. Where everyone is sucking and fucking. Yeah. Uh, I haven't sucked a dick in really? so long. I actually either. haven't either. Yeah. Wait, that's not true. Wait, I haven't felt something while I've had. A yeah, yeah. Mouth. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it, and I'm actually on record on this podcast as saying sometimes I'll wake up by myself, and I don't know what happens. I like blink my eyes awake in the middle of the night, and I'll have like a craving to suck cock. Yeah, and course. I'll turn to what? my left and of be course. positive there's someone else there, and then there's <gasps> not, and I'll be like, I'm at you. That's my dream saying to me. Yeah. And then I go to bed and I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, forget it. Yeah. But I and but then when it's actually happening and I actually have the opportunity and it's and it's literally actually in process, I'm like, well, I'd rather die than do this for one more second. Yeah, I know. Is that so funny? It's so That's funny. why I said funny. recently. It's one of the I said thing. Recently I said, I said, I don't know if I'm gay. <laughs> I know you are. It's like that David Sedaris thing that he did on 60 Minutes. Oh, I didn't see what that. What is that? Oh, he oh, people were angry because he was like I like to. Yeah, yeah, I want to say this is terrible, David Sedaris. Yeah, it's more yeah. Donald Duck. Than anything. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's kind of Dorinda. It's kind of Dorinda. It's kind of Dorinda. <laughs> he was like, oh, I want to say I'm here to announce that I'm straight because I'm not like I hate. He basically was like, I hate the term queer. Oh. Yeah, he, it was one of those things. Well, sometimes I'm like, why do people care about anything? Well, because remember that queer was like only used as an insult. I know, and also it's like it's like a trigger. Well, even when it first became the thing, just uh, to umbrella term queer for the LGBTQ plus community i was kind of like "Ooh, that doesn't sit right in my spirit because it was such a negative thing all my life and mm -hmm. then i feel like now i'm over it whatever but i can understand someone of david sedaris's generation being like "Ooh, i don't know about queer right yeah yeah well mm -hmm. i will say that i actually recently was talking with a lesbian an older lesbian mm -hmm. okay and this lesbian was mother <laughs> and she said that Whenever she hears it, she has trouble because that was such a like yeah. yeah you would it was literally well like, let's come up with a new word Oh my God! Who has the energy? Should it just be like three dollar bill? Like she is so three dollar bill yeah. for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe three dollar bill feels exclusive to gay addicts. Why? <laughs> because of oh, the oh yeah, yeah. Wait, I thought you, I thought you meant. I'm I thought kidding, you meant, everyone. I thought you no, meant no. addicts. No, like, no, no, no. Those addicted. Do you think it would be mother? To um, have a show at three dollar bill, like I was looking at the space three dollar bill. It would be mother. It would be mother. And I thought, like, because I'm 
thinking about creating a new show with a new concept. Oh and my I thought god! Maybe he just stole that from you. He just stole that from you. He just decided that like right before, right after you just said you and Josh. You invented shows. My friend says he's starting a new live show, and then imagine what position that puts me in. <laughs> yeah. Where then my other friend says he's starting a live show right after. Yeah. That's not a cool position to be in. No. <laughs> and whose side are you on? I need to reflect. This is not a cool oh position God. for him to be in. This is not a cool for position. For him to choose a side. Do you guys watch New Love is Blind? No, I hear it's so wild. Yeah. I mean, in what, ways? In what it, ways? It's just truly more of the same. It's just truly more of the same in a good way. Mm. But um, but at one point, there a girl and a guy are in a fight. And she, she says like, <laughs> no, bro, don't do that. Or something like that. And it's like, it's every straight girl's dream. It's like a certain kind yeah, of straight girl's dream a guy, to be in a relationship with a guy <clears throat> and in a fight and call him bro. Because it's like, Ooh. I'm a, actually a cool girl and like whatever. It's so tri-state area culture though. Totally. Like, bro, like you can't do that, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a straight girl just like weaponizing the uh, word bro uh-huh. in that way. It's like, ooh. I know. But it, it is interesting. You know, Love is Blind is actually should win a Pulitzer Prize for like <laughs> their exploration of a certain type of straight woman because it really is interesting. Elaborate. Um, just this kind of woman who's going to go on those paths to find a husband is mm. like it's a different thing from The Bachelor. It's different because uh-huh. <clears throat> Bachelor, at least at this point, is like more. It's a different kind of woman. It's a mm-hmm. woman who is more invested in a certain kind of Instagram. And Love is Blind people want Instagram followers too. Don't get me wrong, mm. but they also, to me, seem almost even more genuinely interested in finding a version of love and being a certain kind of straight girl. They're, they're all, I don't know. Actually, so I, I, I might retract all this because I can't quite articulate. I'll have to think more well, about no, it. I, I think this every now and then. Like I thought that with, what show is it? The spinoff show. Oh, I didn't watch that? that. I didn't watch it. I don't the, know. Uh, oh, the, ultimatum, like, the Ultimatum. The Ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Where, that's interesting because you're meeting the couples from episode one. Yeah. And you already see like the way that they operate. It's, it's interesting. I it's, have to say, Vanessa Lachey really upsets me on the show. Just on, is it because she on, gets very involved? Um, I just don't like her performance choices. Mm. <laughs> but I, but you know, that's okay to say. But you know who is wonderful? Who, who I'm obsessed with, and I keep wanting to run into her in the building is Alex Wag. Have you watched them all? <laughs> Not yet. Oh my Pat. god! Pat, I know, but it you gotta is understand. So good. I watched the original <laughs> 2002 with my cousins, girlies. We but, made uh, girlies to watch them all when Mo, what new Mo was coming you, out. Were you just in Boston with with cousins? Those are my younger cousins. who don't know about them all. Well, I. <laughs> I they could know about what is my, the proper age, setup for you. My, my, to- I know, I know. I will watch them all. I just keep being in the place where I'm like, not. You know, you have to sometimes take on more people into your life. Like you need to be in a certain place where you're ready to invest. Of mm-hmm. course. And I think I just haven't been ready to invest in the people on the mall for some reason. I don't know why. Pat. Every time I'm gonna watch this, I know Joel says it's unbelievable. It really is it good. Really I, I will is. watch it. I will. It's will. one of those things, and I don't think this happens rarely. But like me, Bowen, and Joel are all enthusiastic about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm gonna yes. watch it. And I think also to redirect and answer your question, if you wanted to meet Alex Wagner, I think all you'd have to do is make a quick call. I don't want to like arrange anything. I just want to like run into totally. her in the hallway and be like, and just wave. We should be like, hey, is it cool if no. if, if Bowen says hi to Alex Wagner? She'll be like, okay, cool, meet on this floor. And then she arrives that's and it's a podcast set up with us. And then she has to so sit down and be on that oh, so mother. And that would be mother. And Alex Wagner <laughs> would actually be interesting to have on the pod. She you would know. be amazing to have on the pod. Yeah, she would be amazing that's to have like on the pod. That's like when I did um, a sketch for Z-Way, uh, there was like in the room next to me, but it was like rooms that were just curtains, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I saw the curtain room next to me was Luann Delisup, who I've never met. <sighs> And so I was like, I do want to meet her. And so I told like the producer, I was like, I want to like meet Lou. Yeah. And you call, you told us the story the of story Lou, of Lou. Uh, the before story of we Lou. before we ever even were interested I, in Housewives. I know. You said the story of Lou. I know. Pat, you you've done us an important kindness. Thank you. 
And I'm I'm serious. Oh my god, <laughs> he really was. I mean, and then How I felt like we sh- got a into steward, it. A steward, a steward. Stop! For the culture. You're pissing me off. Okay, we'll keep going. I'm one second away from getting up, taking off my mic, and leaving. <laughs> Did you learn off. that Wait. from Lou? Was she a diva when you met her? Um, it was I've funny. I will, I hope it's okay to say this is like was my experience of Lou. So first of all, you know, it's a big kind of warehouse space, mm-hmm. and I we all knew Lou. We all, being me, knew that Lou was coming at some point, and she was shooting afterwards. And so it was kind of like a quiet on set moment. It was mm-hmm. like they're shooting something and then all of a sudden you heard literally as though a horse was walking in like clop, 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 clop. And it was Luann walking in with a puffer holographic jacket on and like a newsboy cap and a dress under. And she was walking in with her team in the loudest shoes ever in this like you know how it's like it could be, like it's the same floor as I was like a Costco. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, her yeah. shoes were making so much and like it was a big space. It took her so long to cross the space that they had to kind of like stop shooting I feel. And then Whatever. They go back on. They start shooting again. I'm sitting next to dear friend of the pod, dear castmate in Have You Heard of Christmas, Joe Firestone. <laughs> and we hear another... Streaming like, December 2nd. Clop, 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 clop. All of a sudden, again, for another like seven minutes, it's Lou. She's like, put her stuff down and she's coming to look at Crafty. Uh-huh. She's like, what they have? And then she kind of like peruses Crafty. Well, what do we have here? <laughs> and, then, and then that goes back. Anyways, it was just like, you gotta stop walking so far in those shoes. And <laughs> then afterwards, like waited around specifically. Uh-huh. And then finally, like one of the producers were like, Lewin, this is Pat. All of a sudden she looked up. I, you know, when you like all of a sudden have to say something, and you're like, oh, I actually have nothing, nothing to say. To say. This just happened to me with Kathy Hilton. Oh my God. So what what did you say? I said, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, what I said like, was, oh, I just want to say Team Kathy, it was the worst yeah, moment yeah, yeah. of my life. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, all right. You know, one time I was at, I have to say, I think it was the contended Elton John Oscar party because contended? it was in like 2008. Well, on oh. Beverly Hills, it was litigated. Oh, that one. I think I was at that one because, you know, Jordan Firstman was there and he had worked with Lisa Rinna and I don't even think he was a Housewives fan but he knew I was and he was like I'm gonna go see Lisa Rinna do you wanna come uh-huh. and I went over it was similar like she obviously yeah. like had things to say with Jordan but like I didn't have really anything to say but you know when you do just want them to remember you yeah. I'll, like, say something like so random that like she'll have to remember until the day she dies do you yeah. know what I mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. say truly a random uh-huh. collection of words that she'll always be like that was so weird that, that person did that mm-hmm. like in um everything all the time at once or whatever <laughs> Oh, that's sure. the title. Like I would do something really random like that. That would everything them- all the time at once. Doing everything all the time at once. When you have you know, to do something random really so that it's yeah, yeah. the system. So yeah. you have special powers. Yeah, I was like wanting to do something like that. So she would always be like, "Oh my god, that person like said that thing. Said that crazy thing. And now I have hot dog fingers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah and it seems um, like you, Matt seems to equate that humor with Marvel humor, perhaps. Oh, interesting. No, I think this, this was the best humor. <laughs> No, you're confusing that with the best tumor. <laughs> Wait, so this coffee is doing bad things to me. I feel like I'm ruining the app. No, I'm literally what are you ruining talking about? <laughs> literally. Oh my god. Yeah. The way the way that you're both. We should have been on We should have No, no. I'm kidding. Wait. What, what did you say to Lou? What did you say what to did Lou? You say? So I just was like, hi, first of all, you know when like a woman wears glasses and all of a sudden it they feel too big for her face or something. For sure, yeah. <laughs> that was This happens on. across gender. We'll say. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I only think about women ever. So yeah, that is what I... If a man had too big of glasses, I we'd would... be like, okay, okay, groundbreaking. You didn't know how to dress yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not to put anything on your face. You accessorize badly. <laughs> Novel. Wow, go straight to the news. Yeah, go straight to the press. It. 
Oh my god. Okay, anyways, so I just kind of like I said that. Then we kind of stood in silence. I didn't know what to say. I just kind of stood there, and then I was like, "Well, I better be going." And she was like, "Okay, bye. See ya." Well, it's just so hard because you want to meet these people and see them, but then like it's like, what do you talk about? You know? Right. You know what the three of us don't have in common? Been on Z Way. Been on Z Way. Not been on Z Way. I'm pointing to myself. You've and been on. You've both been on early Z. Yeah, yes. that's crazy that we actually helped build her empire. And feels like I don't get the invitation, even though I'm her network sister. That, as, Sorry, just feels shady to me. And Joel's also been on. Yeah, you're feels in like network. a complete you're drag. In, you're in network. Feels you're like erasure. Network. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's erasure. You're being erased every every day. Period. But someday soon. Someday soon. Yeah, more right. seasons. I have an idea. Ask the universe for it. Ask the. I I, I, I literally beg the universe. <laughs> I beg the universe every day. Um, Watch when I go on, and she like absolutely destroys my character, and I'm like, well, I shouldn't have begged for this one. No, no, that's not that's well, not I, the MO. I will say when I've gone on in her in her reel, it's always just in a sketch capacity where I right. I'm not You've never been it. interrogated, yeah, I'm like Bowen. Of, yeah, I've never been interrogated in the way that Bowen has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do we think about? I thought you were gonna say, what was the culture that made you say what culture was, the culture was for you? Made, do you have a new answer? Um, what have I said? I wasn't asking. What were you gonna say? What do we think about White Lotus? Okay. Oh, I, <laughs> it's you know, I, I'll say. Well, this. it was the culture that made me say culture was for me. <laughs> I, I White Lotus. I always have this relationship with it. Where I'm always like, okay, I'll watch it. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm just get so confused sometimes. I think it's a wonderful show. I celebrate. What are you confused about it? Okay, I'll always watch it like a little bit after everyone else. Like always both seasons. Uh-huh. And um So have you watched this season yet? I have watched the season. I'm up to date with this with the season except for the final 10 minutes of the most recent episode. Hmm. Got Oh, we're they're, they're, yeah, we're like stuff you know happens. Stuff you know, definitely happens. You know whose mother? Who? Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is being mother to me, but also the, the sex workers. They're being mother and then also Main Fate. Who's that? Um, Megan Fahey is the hot girl who's yes. like, the, yeah, so she is killing the performance. Who, I am telling you, how was she at Vulture First of all, I, I, shout she's saying with Matt, duetted. Oh, oh my so, God. Get this. I'll I didn't t- know I'll her name. You, I saw that post, but I didn't know her name. I'll give you the backstory. So, several years ago, I went to a Betty Who concert at the Fonda with Jared. I yes. remember this concert. Yes. Well, because this ultimately <laughs> yes. was the concert where date. Jared and I yes. first hooked up. Yeah. So we had been like seeing each other as friends, friends. And then all of a sudden it kind of dawned on us, like, oh, I think this might actually be more than friends. And so I was with Jared and a bunch of the bold type girls were there. Oh, she was on the bold type. That's <laughs> yes. right. Oh, she and was on the bold type? She was yeah. on the bold type. Cause so she has this like legion of fans of people that were obsessed with the bold type. And I Oh, wait, wait. Who are we talking about? Megan Fahey. But which one is she in White Lotus? In she... White Lotus, she is Aubrey Plaza's like the girl that Yes, her friend. Yeah, her friend. Her, well, her, they're, yeah, they're yeah, the couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she plays Daphne. Is that what you're talking about? For a yes. second, I worried when you started getting bold type with it. I was like, I don't think she would be on bold type. Because I feel like bold type is all like nine. This is my impression of This is what I think okay, bold type is from having never seen it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's like they're in like um a fun young person office like this. A, they're a fun young person office like this, and they're like sitting like this. I'm kind of <laughs> spreading my arms like on the table. Yeah. And then like one walks in, it's like, you're killing it this quarter. You're getting at that prom- promotion. And she's like, guess what? You're going to ha- rock it on your date tonight, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like, all right, cheers to cheers to getting what we want. Yeah. And then, like that's like the cold open. I'm uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I think in a world where like AI eventually takes all our jobs as writers and starts writing episodes, they the AI would write that as an episode totally. of the whole type. Like at, at, but people truly fucking love that yeah. show. I'm sure, yeah. I don't mean to like be anything but 
lovely. I don't mean, you've I don't been mean, so lovely this whole time. I don't mean to be anything but lovely. Your yeah. whole life. So, so we actually also met those girls yes, at, at Vulture Fest, Fest when, we, when we were doing the interviews. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we've actually interacted with them several times. But but Megan was at this Betty Who concert, and I had met her, and she was very cool. So Megan great. was hanging with Betty? So come to find out, years later, I'm putting together my Vulture Fest uh-huh. show for Have You Heard of Christmas? And I saw that Megan was doing like a White Lotus panel earlier in the day. And I knew that she was like an absolutely incredible singer because mm-hmm. Jared had sent me videos of her singing. So I had also booked Betty Who separately. Betty texts me and says, I'm going to come with Megan. She's actually one of my besties. I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. So then Megan comes to the sound check and she's the nicest, loveliest, runs through her stuff. She's got like a stunning voice. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up doing sort of like a duet to Oh Holy Night. Amazing. And I guess some people on the internet like didn't know she could sing like that because so, so now like that clip of her like slaying down uh-huh. Oh Holy yeah. Night is sort of like popping off. And I have to say, I told her, I was like, you are kicking my ass on White Lotus. So, and she was yeah. like, just wait, it gets so goofy and, and crazy. And like, it gets so good. And I was like, it's just cool, nice to meet someone who's like really super talented and nice and having yeah, a moment. Yeah. I, I like See, adore her. I didn't. I walked into White Lotus having no idea who anyone was. Mm-hmm. This yeah, season? This season. Yeah, uh-huh. this cast wasn't like stars. Yeah. It's, I mean, I have a yeah. That's Aubrey not to was. say they're not stars, but I mean, like, they're not household names. Like, right. it felt like the first it was season. Like was like Molly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy from Girls. The guy from Girls. Like, Aubrey Plaza <laughs> probably is the most famous person on it besides Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Let me think. Oh, and Sopr- Abraham. And, and Sopranos. Sally Michael Imperial. And Sopranos. We watched the first episode where we saw Christopher from Sopranos get there with um his like son or whatever. Yeah. And then the next scene, his son was like at the pool and he meets like the younger girl, yeah. like mm-hmm. the assistant. I said that it would be cool if he was like, my dad was on The Sopranos. <laughs> and, we, and we find out in the second scene, we see that he's playing himself. Christopher! Like, <laughs> it's actually Michael Imperioli as Christopher. <laughs> I love that. So I have this experience where I watch it a little bit after everyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's a show that gets talked about and gets like lifted up and praised, which I agree with. Uh-huh. And um, but then I always I'm like, wait, it, has, it takes me a second to get into it every year. Every both years, I remember I watched the I watched the first scene with Megan Fahey, but I was like, "This is not a conversation that humans would have." Where it's like, "Hey, are you guys just getting here from your vacation? After all, I'm just leaving mine. Are you having fun so far?" <laughs> Anyways, it's a crazy resort. Uh-huh. Anything might happen. You're gonna die. They're I, gonna have to drag you out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and it's yeah, like, yeah. well, I have to, I have to run since my vacation's over. But <laughs> and I was like, but one stop. final swim, and then I literally thought when that was happening, I was like, oh, is she gonna get eaten by a shark or something? Like, what's happening to Mama? Yeah, yeah. And then when she bumped into that body, and <laughs> when she bumped into that body in the sea, I was, I was like, like oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I, well, I was like, this is the best case scenario. It's like, yeah, because she's actually fine. Yeah. Well, she's traumatized for life, but she's rule, fine. Okay, for me, rule number culture number seven hundred. Rule, rule number culture. This is crazy. Number seven hundred twelve. If you bump into a body, you're ultimately fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you were telling me like the performance that it she was gives so is good. amazing. Like when she like it's so like yeah, yeah. oh totally what the fuck you know yeah, like yeah, it's, totally. exa- it's very it was much- just very like what that would be like exactly yeah. you know what I mean I was like okay. yeah because probably you read that and you think it's giving like uh, ah, a body oh no <laughs> but there was like this like mixture of emotions and processing that she was doing which I was like come on talent uh, come yeah, on talent come on, but talent. you know who's actually mother for this who is Valentina is the, oh, is the hotel manager stunning. oh my god she, she yeah. is giving everything towards yeah. me everything towards me and I, I do think in this most recent episode it's like one of her subordinates goes up to her and is like you're amazing I, I know love you. and I'm like oh is, is this a repeat of what they did last season it's interesting with with the Murray Bartlett. With Murray Bartlett and Lucas Gage. And Lucas Gage. Yeah. I, 
maybe if it is, I won't actually care. I wouldn't mind it. I think all they're trying to get at with that is that she's really lonely and underappreciated. And I think that she's probably stressed out a lot of the time. So when this person comes up to her and gives her a genuine compliment, it's like, okay, let me find the words that is like an affirmation of you two. Okay. And that was weird because then they show her eating her lunch with the cats. Which I was just going to say, I loved that little scene. She's feeding these two kittens. Yeah, yeah. It's not not in the final 10. It might be in the final 10. But she's like eating her lunch out of her Tupperware like in the street alone. And she's feeding these two little kittens. Yeah, yeah, And it's like something so... It's kind of lovely too because it's like she's doing like a a nice benevolent thing for the cats but like she's so short with everyone else in her life because you can tell this is a person that's just like I'm fucking done with human beings because I have to deal with the worst subset of humanity which is white people from America who have all this money to come here and like have like a fucking experience here and it's just so that's kind of like I guess the thesis of what the whole show is. For me, yes, I agree. This season I feel like the thesis is like I don't know if I'll be able to articulate it but I do think there's this theme of like just people like of different depths trying to connect with each other and being unsure like everyone yeah. is like gra- like reaching in the dark trying to connect with everyone else and no one really is understanding anyone else's internal world and it's very yeah. difficult to like connect with someone or something yeah what I like about it is it's truly about like almost like self-control when it comes to like carnal desire in terms of like what is and is not expected or if it's expected or accepted, like, why is that? And I feel like Mm -hmm. there's this thing that happens on vacation with people, which is, this is another reason why I like White Lotus is because when you are put in a situation where you're like, okay, it's time to relax. That's where your mind goes to sort of crazy places. Mm -hmm. Don't you think Mm -hmm. like sometimes when I'm on vacation, I, it's hard to let your defenses drop away and just like sit in a chair and enjoy the sun because then you're alone with your thoughts and like crazy things happen, especially when you're with people that are close to you. Like I feel like tensions have risen a couple times when we've been on vacations together. I would say. Yeah. Yes. Why don't you guys go ahead and get into that? We had an argument in Palm Springs. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) what, What was the argument? I remember when we were at dinner and um, oh yes, that was that so was one thing. Bowen had told me one time that I should examine that about something that I thought. Oh, you know what it was? I was still follow. I was following someone I shouldn't have been following on Instagram, and I said that, and you said, "Well, you should examine that." And at that time, I didn't call it out, although I felt it was condescending. So then we were at dinner months later, and Bowen said something, and I was like, "Well, maybe you should examine that." And Bowen like and threw I his lost. silver word down and was like, "Why did you say that?" He's like, "Did you know it was about? Did you know it was about the original thing?" He knew. He knew. I don't know if I recognized it as a callback. I don't I think, think I would recognize it. I think it was just when it's someone like your best friend. Because in, in Mexico City, Sudi and I kind of had. A oh, I remember that was not right. really. Yeah, and but I feel like it's just an everywhere you go, there you are kind of thing, and that's what like the show is about. Mm-hmm. It's yes. tiny little little micro things that then when you have the space to room it in on them, things come out. So I feel like especially with like Aubrey Plaza's character and her. Let's just say it. Absolute smoke show I of know, a husband. It's crazy. Well, his name is um, Will, Sharp. Will Sharp. They clearly think they have this great relationship because they communicate, but then there's like no chemistry between mm-hmm. them actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that now that's coming to a head, you can see in the final episode of this of this episode, which you yeah. probably were not Maybe there you for. Can spoil SMN, so she's care. like on the phone trying to call him yeah, yeah. and she's realizing he's not picking up and she's in her head because she's like on an edible or whatever and she's like sitting alone and being like maybe this is where I start to realize my relationship is actually not Mm. what I thought it was because we're not fucking and now he's not answering my call and the last thing I had was that we communicate about everything yes 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 and Megan Faye has a great little moment 
when she's on her edible and she just like goes you'll 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 be obsessed okay yeah no yeah, you could yeah. say i i don't say it because i want to know which part you're talking she, about where she, where she was just where um aubrey's like do you think he, he cheats, cheats on, on you and oh yeah, like, yeah maybe once um that i know about and then she was like but i'm not a victim yeah she yeah. has this great because aubrey's like how do you handle that and all she, she's all like, I, she do she says is, I do what i want i do what i want and yeah. i'm not a victim Really yeah, good. I really liked her. The turn they took with her character. This I episode. loved it because uh-huh. that's the only thing I'm waiting for with some of the characters, like especially her husband Theo James, the guy he plays her, him. I'm just waiting for that character to become a little bit more complicated than it is right, right now. Because like what I loved about Megan Fahey's character was, for me, the moment of the episode was that monologue she has about the elephants. Yes. Oh yeah. When she says like I would never want to be a man. It's yeah. so lonely, and uh-huh. they really think they're doing something important in the yeah. world, but really all they're doing is just walking, walking it alone. alone. Walking, and then it yeah. cuts to them on the jet skis yeah. in the middle. Of, no, Which, yeah. by the way, that sequence was amazing. That was comedy beautiful. budget. Loved it. Yeah. Comedy budget. Loved it. <laughs> Directing Mike White. Thank you, mother, for that. Mother, I, that. Think mother I, for I that. really do stand. I, oh, I yeah. love Mike White. I um, you know, he's my of all the Survivor seasons. There's two that I've never seen, and his is one. Wait, Pat, that's one of the best seasons. That's what everyone says. I just got so tired of it during that time, mm-hmm. the late 30s. You haven't seen David vs Goliath? No. And then like, what happened was then have I you? knew. I have not seen it. Oh, it's so good, and it's so fun to watch him on it. But what happened was now I know who won because of winners at war and then also which i could still enjoy season when i know who won yeah but i also know like what place mike gets and i know what <laughs> i know what places the two girls who appeared in, uh-huh, at, in the, yeah I know you what, have to watch it because watch it's, actually, it it's actually one of the funniest seasons. i've been absolutely going off on um Paramount Plus can be so dangerous because okay, you'll start. You, That's actually really cool. Number ninety nine. <laughs> Paramount Plus can be so, so dangerous. dangerous because you'll find the most random ass reality show that they have like the back seasons. They, anyways, they have Ooh. nine seasons available of Big Brother Canada, <laughs> which is like so good. It's better than US. Oh, and it's really? like it's just international is like, always. Better I know. Than US. I know. And it's also just like it reminds me of old US. First of all, Survivor Australia is the, the peak of television. You have you guys this. watched? You, I have. He's seen it, I've seen the season with Pia. P is my favorite. P is the best contestant of all time. I love her. I also love her girl. I call her actress Pia. I'm naming yes. my daughter Pia. You yeah, are? You should. Because of this conversation. I might need to watch the, the, the You should name her actress Pia. Actress Pia. Because that's what I... In that season of Australian Survivor, it was like people that are famous in our country versus people that are not. Oh, yeah. And so she, she, she I guess, was famous in their country. Uh, and, and like basically, she was actress Pia. And they showed clips of her yes. from like her famous acting roles only in Australia. Nope, not famous wow. anywhere else. And then basically... She used her acting throughout the I show. I love when they use their and acting. At, at yeah. Final Tribal, she had to like convince the jury that she has been using her acting. Oh, time. yeah. <laughs> she was like, the way I use my acting was like this. And then you saw it dawn all over their faces that, oh my God, she has been using her acting this yes. whole time. Oh, and she God. should have said, this is what she should have said. I've outwitted, outplayed, Say, and wait, acted. Amazing I, Australian accent. I, I, it was, I was actually so surprised and like thrilled. <laughs> I'll I'll do crazy shit where I'll try to talk in like like a British accent. It'll come out like flawless. No, bad. Oh, (laughs) except for actually, Love Island has really helped. Love Island UK has broken my brain to the point where now I end almost every sentence with "To be fair." To be fair. To be fair. My favorite conversation ever in Love Island is this really inconsequential one. This most recent season between Tasha and Billy at Casa Amor, where Billy said to Tasha, "Casa Amor." Billy's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so Billy said to Tasha, um, I like you. You're quite mature. And she said, No, I'm not. And he said, Yes, you are. And she said, I am, to be fair. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's like, what made you change your mind, girl? I'm like, you're uh, so mature. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I am, to be fair. I am, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> They, they, they end a lot of sentences with to be fair or almost, just that one time. No, no, they end a lot. They're always, to be, they're, almost everything they say is to be fair. Yeah. He's quite hot to be fair. He's quite fit to be fair. It's important to be fair. It's important Huge. to be fair. You have to be fair. <laughs> when was the time you can own up to being unfair? Oh, uh, that's really good. Unfair? Yeah, that's really yeah. good. I can own up to a lot of times that you and I have had conflict, Matt and I. You're being unfair. I, that's I, not, I didn't, I wasn't pushing you in that No, direction. no, no, but I'm considering, okay. and I think sometimes I'm unfair to, the, you're, yeah. you're, you're unfair to the ones you love. Yeah. That's because they're a safe place. That's because you know they're not going anywhere. Well, you know, it's interesting. When you guys were talking about fighting on vacation, I was like, I had this moment where I was thinking like, I don't know that I have like, vacation fight no i don't know how to have vacation fights but i don't know that sometimes if i have like friends close enough to have real fights with do you know what i mean that, really which that's is sad well actually that's not true well you also have been Catherine, in, Catherine yes but you've also been in a you were in a relationship yes that is true yes. and when you guys w- think about your vacations together no but that to me is different mm-hmm. like traveling with someone reveals a lot i'll say that yes like, no no i mean but i'm I more so mean just like familial friendships do you know right what I mean? gotcha gotcha mm-hmm, gotcha gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed, I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. 
And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Oh, isn't it funny? Okay, so then at the end of the Potomac episode last night, you find out they're going to Miami. Are you serious? Yes, they literally go to Miami. And it's uh, honestly... What, the they, 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 they're in Miami. They're in Miami, yes. Well, I was saying like, in the ep- it was funny that we were gathering today uh-huh. and I was wondering if you'd be oh, caught up, which you're not. I'm not because out. you would have come in, you would have stormed into the doors today. You would have walked down that iHeart hallway. The radio would have been playing a million different stations because <laughs> of the frequency you were emanating. <laughs> Wait. And you would have been like, can you believe they went to Miami on Potomac just like we're doing? Are y'all, what do you think about Mia, I'm sure you've covered this. I don't mean to like. No, I laugh. Really I laugh every moment she's on screen. She's I but, I, but I do I like not her. like. I do not like her <laughs> as a person. I think that she is chaotic and maybe even evil. But I'm laughing every second she's on screen. Me and Angela were laughing very hard last night because we were watching and they were litigating if she was being attention seeking with her medical health. Yes, yes. And so, and then like they cut to her medical. confessional <laughs> and her um, <laughs> medical health. And they cut to her in a confessional in this like, you know, all pink number that like covers the yeah, whole covers hands. The hands yeah. And the way she was talking, she was like, <laughs> it was just so presentational. She And it was, it was as though she was saying like, the same tone people use when a real housewife finds out she's going to be on Chicago on Broadway. Yeah, it was yeah. almost that. <laughs> and she was like, so I have a few lumps growing in my body. <laughs> but it was like really funny because I was like, wait, Mia, you are? The doctor said it was cancer and then didn't. <laughs> so I have these lumps and we don't know what it is, but we know they need to get removed. And it's we the, also know that it's, it's the, the fingers. It's the fingers. Yeah. She's like, you guys can't see, but she was just like, it was gesticulating. She was gesticulating. Yeah. And then she was on Watch What Happens Live last night. And it's so with Renee cool. Rapp. With Renee Rapp who, you know, is like a big housewives fan. And you can tell that Renee was navigating so hard. How do I coexist with Mia on this panel? Two very different energies. Yeah. yeah. But it was a fun episode. I'm, I'm it, was sure. a, it was actually a fun episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Do you watch Watch What Happens every night? I do. I, I, wow. I It's my favorite show. Oh my God. So I was ready to come in. Like if and when Potomac did come up, I was going to say, I almost can't with you guys because you like love Candace. But um, oh, we stand Candace. I was going to say that. We're Candace. I'm 1000% a Johnny completely convert. Like I'm really uh-huh. like, she's uh-huh. having a really great season. I well, she's so. the only grounded presence on yeah. the show this yeah. season. I feel like she's the only one that's like able to look around and be like, huh? Like this is not it, which is crazy. So we uh-huh. also need a German word for when like, you haven't watched a Housewives season yet, but you've seen the discourse. And so you know who people are hating going into it. Oh, I, I, interesting. I look to you to create this word. I'm 
Um, oh, I don't actually mean to like make a German word. <laughs> I can't. I don't know the language. That yeah, well. we're gonna call it Bachenfrut. Okay. <laughs> and um, I think we've talked about this before. Where I've certain moments where, like, even when I know you're in the wrong, I still will like kind of stand by you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I do like have... Renee Rapp with Candace. She said that on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, last interesting. Night. She, yeah. she goes ten down for Candace every single time. That's cool. I like when someone has yeah. that. And for me, one of those people is Robin. Oh no! Oh no! People I don't like I her. I we, love we, her. We, I am. Robin has gotten to the point for me where I'm like, no, it doesn't matter what she does from now on. She could solve world hunger. Oh, my wow. God. I am anti-Robin. I really? don't, is it, I don't is get that her. this season? I just get her. It's, it's been the every season seasons. a little. Yeah. So yeah. I like when she was like, my husband's mad because I sleep till 2 p.m. But that's like what I want. <laughs> it's like, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think she is. So I find that. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. I find that what I respond to is that even when she's saying something wrong or she is, you know, siding with Giselle in a way that's confusing, I feel that I can tell that she believes what she's saying. Like, I, I do think, like, even when she's off base, she is earnestly off base. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas Giselle, who I can, lo- I root for and I want to like, but it's like, the thing she's saying, it's like, you don't even believe this. You know, you're just saying she this is for- consistently manipulative and vicious and obviously producing in a yeah. way where I'm like, God, that's, you're the and star of the show. That's where I come from with Rena too. It's like, I, if you earnestly came in and you said, I believe that this is true and this is what I'm saying. And I'm like, this is my truth. And sure, it's like inflammatory and actually delusional, but whatever. But this is like what I believe. I can always get behind that and like see this woman grappling with yeah. her own internal world. But when I can tell they don't even believe it and they're yeah. just saying it, that's when I'm like, I don't care. Well, I think yeah. Giselle and Robin, neither of them have any conviction. Like, Robin certainly has nothing to, like, really fight for. Yeah. Like, even the thing with Juan, which is, by the way, it's been stalled in the same place for three seasons. I know. It's yeah. not interesting to me. And she's, most of the time to me, she is just Giselle's little lackey. And then anytime someone sets her off, it's usually Wendy. And it's like, it's so much. Yeah. The thing with Wendy is really crazy to me, too, because if you actually walk back why they even started to have a problem, it's because Robin said that Wendy was loose, not of substance. That was she was like talking about her body behind her Mm -hmm, back. mm -hmm. And so all of these things. And then she was like 10 down for Giselle when Giselle was bringing these stupid rumors about Wendy, which obviously are not true about Eddie Uh cheating uh onto the show. So it's like all these things that are not grounded in reality that you then threw at Wendy. And now you're mad at her for responding in a heated way to the point where now you are like so immature in dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Like her at the winery, the way that she was like, I can't. Like so, it's so immature and, even, and crazy. Even, so even in the Williamsburg house last yeah. last season, she was like, "Oh, I have to go fuck myself." That I just, I'm like, "Where is she's this immature? I'm immature. She's very so, immature." But I also believe that sometimes I think that Wendy seems to be a little full of shit sometimes, and I think that they can clock that, and that gets frustrating for them. I think we saw that with you know the hot mic moment after the. TikTok lesson, dance lessons that was just dripping. <laughs> <laughs> that was like yeah. Ashley, Ashley saying, "I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna host a TikTok teaching, a TikTok dance teaching thing." And then they came in. And it was just like them learning tripping, which is cool. But uh-huh. I was like, I've never seen a woman kind of do this on TikTok. <laughs> the, way, the, way they, the way they brought like a drone into that studio too. It was like, <laughs> um, and so, wait, what was the hot mic moment? So then Wendy, it was the episode was was titled "Stand in Your Truth." And because oh, yeah, Wendy yeah, yeah, shouts, yeah. stand in your truth. Right, 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 right. And then like the producer, I, I would love to know the machinations of this moment. I would love to know if the producer was doing this on purpose. Like if they knew the mic was still on yeah. or what. But a producer chased her and said, Wendy, Wendy, 
what do you think about Mia? And she was like, because what Lindy had just said, like, Robin, you called Mia a liar. You called Mia a uh-huh. liar. Stand to her truth. I never called her a liar. And then it cut to like the Wendy hot mic moment was, we all know she's lying. Yeah. So, whatever. Oh. so it's she's interesting. A liar. I don't mind a hot mic moment that like, it's like, oh, you're not saying it to her face, but it feels like a very intentional assembly of a character this season that Wendy is doing. Like, she's really promote. Wendy's lost this season. she's lost but I felt lost with her last season even I oh thought no I didn't she was great I thought I thought she earned that spot next to Andy but what I think is happening is unfortunately her only actual friend on the show is Candace and now it's feeling a little bit like like she's feeling really iced out of the group in a yeah. way that I feel is bordering on bullying but then it's like well I think why it is. is this happening I will it say actually bullying. I, I will say I am on so I'm at the point where Robin calls Candace and asks Candace to ask Wendy to bring her kids to feel Psychotic dead. behavior. That is that is crazy. I will yeah. say that. Well, Robin's a fool. But I did feel that Robin, I don't know what I, I don't know why I root for Robin. Because uh-huh. I do, anyways, going into the season, I knew that everyone disliked her. Like she was not the uh-huh, fan favorite. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so, I don't know. I'm just watching it through that lens, but also knowing I've always, because even in season one, you know what? I think it's, I guess I respond to when it feels like the show is not, that important to them like I think that's in cool. a positive way yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. why I, I truly love Cherise is like she is does no. not I love Cherise no. I don't no, think she, the show is important to her oh, I don't way. know it but like she's playing with house money like she's like I don't need this last like, night it was funny though because literally they're all on this huge girls trip to Miami and they get to the house and Cherise is immediately unhappy with her room and this is like where the show is happening and Cherise goes and sits in the corner and she's like on the phone with her travel agent being like hey yeah I need a hotel now uh-huh, uh-huh. and she's like gonna leave so maybe the show isn't important to her because she's willing to leave filming because her room doesn't have a bathroom i just like to me she like she gives so little that it's almost artful <laughs> i don't know that she's i think she's trying to give a lot because the show remember <laughs> was supposed to be built around her she was supposed to be oh was that yeah i couldn't tell in the beginning it was like it was about like sharice and karen and giselle and like the power struggle between the three of them for like who was the queen bee of potomac and then sharice fell so far to the bottom that yeah. it's sort of become this like <laughs> Giselle Karen thing because yeah. they actually know Giselle's and care. Giselle so mean to Karen. I'm like, Giselle, Giselle Giselle's mean to everybody. She is a vicious person and I'll say this. I know a producer on one of these shows who worked with Giselle and he said that she was by far his favorite to work with and what that said to me was that she's the most manipulative she and down to, to make the reality show happen yeah. instead of like just living life. Like, I don't like any housewife that is like an active producer in the show. No. Like anytime that happens, I feel like I see through it. It's not fun. And also these That's women are not I, actresses, yeah. like you're saying. Yes. And so when they don't They're, believe it, th- you these see women it. are not Pia. They're not Pia. They're not actresses. These women can never like, use it. These women can never use being an actress to win Survivor. No. Show, yeah. Giselle is not actress Pia. And, and could Giselle, if Giselle went on Survivor, it would flop so hard. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number culture. Rule number culture. If Giselle went on Survivor, it would flop so hard. I can never use her acting. No. Never use acting. Um, but Giselle, I feel like, I hate to make this distinction, but it is the light skinned girls bullying not no. and Wendy. Not no. And they also know about that and still do it. Yeah. Right, right. It's, I'm going to say, I hope it gets better. Um, yeah, well, that's what I did. It's, the, the, the vibes are a little, a bit of a bummer. Well, totally. Mia is about to throw a drink in Wendy's face next week. <sighs> really? The, yes. was, I don't like this treatment of Wendy. I don't like that they're like, I know, violent. I, I haven't gotten yet, but I will say like, I'm always down to watch five episodes of Housewives in a row, but I was just like, this isn't compelling to me right now. I like, will say, and this is hard for me to say, everything franchise-wide right now, I'm kind of feeling like 
all of this needs to turn up a little bit. And by, by oh, turn you, you up, mean I mean like, just like it needs to activate a little bit yeah, more. Like yeah, it yeah. feels like everyone on every franchise is hyper aware of the reality yeah, show yeah, element yeah, yeah. to the point where they're managing themselves. And I'm like, we need something like actually messy to happen and not messy as in a <laughs> drama way, yeah. as in like a, oh, that's odd. I, I haven't seen yeah, that before type yeah, of way. Right. And Salt Lake is like, Getting a little bit better. I'm enjoying Salt Lake this season. I'll say. This last episode was great. Yeah. The auditions. The auditions. The auditions were crazy. Well, just... I'm the only one who can really sing. Away <laughs> in the manger. manger. No crib for his bed. The little. Like Sarah and I all week were just, we're going away. Away. <laughs> it's so crazy. And then they were all like, you're amazing, Lisa. <laughs> Did I do it? Was that it? You can really sing. <laughs> My favorite one of the season was in like, Julie, I think the premiere when like Lisa Barlow was playing, um, basketball with her son. It was the fudge college moment? It was the college moment and like... Fudge it was, college, it honestly. Was, <laughs> it was when they were just they were just getting into the fudge college conversation and he was like, you know, I already have a company and she's like, yeah, killer company. <laughs> and because like they were subtitling each one because you couldn't really understand but yeah, that yeah. one, they, they didn't even subtitle, subtitle that. They, yeah, theme, killer, they were like, company. Like, killer company. Killer company. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, Lisa is the reason for the season. Agree one hundred percent. I've been saying it. You have been saying uh, it. Since day one, I've been like, no, Lisa Barlow, once <laughs> once the dust settles, like she is gonna be the star of the show because again, like she's the most wacko alien presence. And Meredith is too, but also Meredith is now trying too hard. Her in the bathtub with Seth. I'm like, I don't know. It's you too much. you you understood that we liked the bathtub thing from last yes. season. So now you put your husband in it and you fucking started yeah. fingering his butthole with yeah. your foot. And it's hard. It's hard. I, she's, she's like losing me a little bit. This but season. Lisa is kind of the foothold I have that we all need right now in terms of like, oh, where, like, where did that come a from? A character. Like, a character. Like, I'm important to God. Yes. I'm very important, I'm to, very God. important to God. <laughs> I'm very important <laughs> to God. <laughs> an amazing line. Her thing, yes. An amazing line. Every episode she gives that. Every episode you leave and it's like at least two or three moments where you're like, God, Lisa She's having this really earnest... On her own planet. She's having this really earnest battle with herself of like, should I be nice to my sisters who are going through divorces? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I should be nice to my sisters. It's really hard for me to listen because I take that home with me. (laughs) When I I get on the phone, my whole day is ruined. Uh, (laughs) Because her sisters are getting divorces. (laughs) I love Brittany's energy, Heller, Megan. Here's Heller. The, The reason why I like Lisa too is because the way she's a laugh away from a tear at all times, like yeah. tears fill up in her eyes. That means to me she's not faking it. Yeah, like no. she is not faking it. She's in it. She's <laughs> genuinely that emotional. Whereas Giselle, the reason why everyone's like we never see Giselle cry is because she's never real. No. She's never real. Never at all. Even at all. I, even I do love her freaking daughters. They, and now it's saying that they show the moments of her with her kids because otherwise there are no redeemable qualities. Right. Totally. Period. They're really Say that. I'm quoting my best friend, Matt Rogers. Every time we know it's going to get rough for Giselle, we will see a scene of them getting a pedicure together. Yes. Because the daughters are like great and lovely. And you get the sense that if we actually were to see Giselle's real life, we might be able to understand that she is a good mom, like has been through hard things. You know, she's a funny person. But when she gets into reality show mode and the quote unquote reasons why producers like her it's ugly it's vicious she definitely doesn't believe this shit with Chris and this could like really damage him yeah and it's like it sucks I struggle with Chris but I do think he's being maligned but do you think that he no yeah no no and I actually believe him when he says that Giselle that he was like can I talk to you and she was like want to go to my room 
Like, because that's what he, he says happens. I can hear her saying, yeah, let's go to my room. Yeah. Because she wants the tea. And then mostly what she wants is the tea. Mm. And then she probably realized, because here's what I'll say. I don't doubt that she felt like it's weird that we're in the room together alone. Right. But they probably had a moment together where they both realized it and were like, yeah, yeah oh, let's not I do this. Yeah. But like her talking to Candace. Oh, you haven't seen this last episode. Uh, yeah, is, is a little. Oh, she says this. She goes. I don't ever want to be in a room with a married man. And it's like, okay, but there's so much, <laughs> that's, there, that's so loaded. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. what does that mean? Like every married man who's in a room with you wants to like yeah. fuck you or something. Yeah. So, that's what she's insinuating. Which is, there are and so my, many leaps she, And there. it's like, is she doing it to dismantle what she knows as a teammate to Wendy? Like, is that what it is? Do you know I what I mean? No. Of course. I, I mean, it's all rooted in that. It's all rooted in wanting to So, win. but do you like that Robin is standing by them? Like Robin is very much fighting for them. I will say I this. I will say this. I think because Giselle has gone so low at this point, I actually think for the first time, Giselle has literally gone too far, mm. too far. And now Robin is like, I can't go down with that ship. I mean, I'm literally seeing that you're going too far. So if I didn't, that because then Robin would definitively be like a Pence figure. Like, like essentially <laughs> oh Robin my is my Robin, Pence. Robin had a choice to make. <laughs> Shall I be a Pence figure <laughs> or shall I not? Robin is, it's giving, if Giselle is insurrectionist. Well, lest we forget, Mike Pence uh, <laughs> on January 6th <laughs> broke off. Secondly, um, you know, Ariel Carlin at work has a Robin Nixon hat and it looks, <gasps> it looks cool. Well, somehow people are getting them now. It's after months and months of waiting. I mean, we were on the ground floor when Mitra and Joel had ordered Robin Dixon hats and then they never came. And then Casey Wilson and Danielle were on the show last week and they said that they had ordered hats. And I said, did they come? And they said they finally came after months. After they emailed. You know what I have to say? You know what I really loved? One of my favorite books of last year was um, was Casey's Presence. Yeah, I loved it. I need to read it. It was really funny, but then it would it would get really real sometimes. And it just you really felt. Like you had a little friend. She's a great person. She's amazing. I, yeah. I really adore her. I have actually always been a fan. And me I too. remember like back in the day, like when she was first on Saturday Night Live, it kind of just felt to me. It was the first time I ever saw that show. And I was like, no, time. it's not her. That's the problem. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, and then when she went on to like, obviously great success, she was yeah, in Happy yeah. Endings, happy which endings. is like a lot of people's favorite sitcom. I really like that when I was on. Yeah. And so now she's got like all the success. But I remember that was the first time I, because that was when I was like really obsessed with when the show. When we were like, in college adults yeah. Yeah. yeah and I remember being like maybe this is not vibing but, sh- but I believe good. that she's good yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 totally but the show would have you believe the only sketch I remember of her is she played um baby Jessica who fell in the well <laughs> <laughs> oh you know she had she had a really good bit too as a paraplegic stripper <laughs> you're thinking of um Amy Poehler no, I'm not. I'm no, kidding. no, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're thinking of, I got one leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Pence figures, I'm catching up. But yeah. I was motivated to watch because of you. Interesting. The Vow Part 2. So I am, oh. I, okay, so when The Vow Part 2 was coming out, I was like, I've had enough of um, Sarah and Mark. I've had enough of this oh, whole Oh, oh, world. those people, yeah. Yeah, and I- Are I, you watching that? I have not yet watched because if you remember, if you zoom back in time, I could not get through the first season because well, I found I, it to be too long. I, I, I yeah. agree. And it, I did well, not finish the last episode because by the I was with it in the first four episodes and then it got to nine. And it I was suddenly like, yeah. was like, much. oh, there's like a lot of episodes. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, <laughs> no, like, okay, there's no so there there. But the Nancy but of the, it all, I'm The Nancy of it all is interesting. So Nancy is, it is a beautiful character study. Yes. Like, and who is Nancy Salzman? Like, Ugh. what is wrong with this woman slash like what happened to her? That's like, how is she the victim? How is she culpable? Like, I do think it's 
interesting. See, my takeaway from season one was like, this is like a bad documentary. Like they are mm-hmm. taking really interesting subject matter and like kind of mishandling in it. In spite and... of how they're doing it, it's still compelling to me. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then when the India doc came out. Oh, I never watched it. So that I, was I, better. I, I heard it was better, yeah. It, uh-huh. You know what I kept saying, what I loved about it is because like India did figure into, you know, when Sarah was the narrator in, in Vow. Yeah. And they kind of made her almost seem like a villain because she was still in the cult and like she's one so much about like getting her out of the cult mm-hmm. and like Sarah and Mark for some reason like moving into the actress's home and like always like eating all her food you know what I mean <laughs> yeah like I was always like I hope they're Venmoing her for the- they're always like at her <laughs> counter just like reaching out like <laughs> <laughs> and um and so then when in the Showtime or the Stars one I think that India was the kind of the narrator yeah. and she and she kind of I will say like Sarah was kind of a villain because to that one and then right. it, it felt very much to me like season two Laguna Beach Kristen Cal- Kristen's yeah. now the narrator yeah. and like and like we'll see the other side and Lauren's almost like the villain mm. so that was really fun uh-huh. and then forced perspective forced perspective and I wasn't expecting this to be interesting anymore And I, but I watched the first episode because like why not and for some reason I'm just drawn back in you find out so much crazy shit and then the most re- episode four uh, all upsetting, whatever. It's crazy. I have it's, not. I've not gone to episode four. Of, but, but it's Lauren of, of Val Part Two. No, no, yeah. This is not spoiler. But what I will say is, it's, it's Lauren's testimony. Lauren taking a stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you find out so much crazy. So there's, it's also so funny. It's like Nancy Salzman like walking around with her like house arrest ankle bracelet. She's a little, great drag race snatch game. Well, you know, by Angelo the way. did her for his That's so snatch funny. game in his audition tape. Oh, it was really? really? Yeah, good. yeah. And um, there's so much good comedy where it's like she's walking around. <laughs> On like first so she's like walking around talking about like all the people she's coached in ESP she's like all these big names these famous people she picks up an O magazine picture of Oprah <laughs> taps it she goes I coached yeah the person who art directed this couple <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing wait in, in, that in the Oprah, she goes I coached yes. taps on Oprah's face the person who art directed this cover. No, and then she opens up the spread and she's in and it. And she's in it, to be fair. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair. But then also, and then like, there's some, there's like one woman who's still in the cult who goes back to Albany and she's like looking around being oh, like, yeah. oh my God, like we had so much fun here. <laughs> and then she like, there's a jacket on the hook and she's like, oh, <gasps> And she's like emotional. She's like, yeah, this Keith's jacket. This Keith's jacket, I think, maybe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so many fun little. Like, I will say, knowing that the Val season two is about Nancy, like, it's might get me to watch thing. because I remember watching the first season and being like, I wish we could focus on one of the more interesting elements of this. And she, to me, did she, because of her snatch game esque quality. She was, of course, jumping out at me, and yeah. I was like, uh-huh. whenever she was on screen, I was like. What something is about the deal? This yeah. so she's a star. <laughs> <laughs> she is a star, and it is like the show. This season does a good job of making her sympathetic until you you remember. Oh yeah, yes. she like threw her daughters into that, yeah, and like was okay with both of them fucking this man. Do her you boss. do you think she knew? Because she says that she doesn't. About Doss? About Doss. Even about, like, her, you know, the Lauren. way she tells it, she was really in the dark even about their relationship until it was essentially over. Being in denial is different than being in the dark, I think. Yeah, I think she probably she was in intense denial. denial. Yeah. But she, I think, intuitively at least, knew everything that was happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I sometimes feel like, you know... We see in this season, she works together with Keith so much one-on-one when they're starting the company, when they're building their, quote, modules. Uh-huh. And... um. I do feel like he dismantles her a little bit. Totally. And, and then, but it is interesting. It's like one of those things of like, you know, you think about Sarah last year, how, she, you know, she's the good guy and like, but she brought people into the cult. Like, why is yeah. she? So it's yeah, like, exactly, so, exactly, so, exactly. so how can Sarah say, Nancy, you're the bad guy? 
because you brought me in, but I brought other people in. But it's like, wasn't Nancy Keith's first kind of victim? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also the one person who I believe truly is in love with him and would love to have sex with him. And he is... Nancy? I think so. Yeah. And he's like not into it. There's a moment, like, I'm watching this whole thing being like, what compelled you guys to record every single intimate thing? Yeah, it's so. We it's zoom pre- out. We've been doing a podcast for seven years. Well, it's, it's, it's pre. It's pre like smartphone. Yeah, I feel maybe yeah. I don't know. Like twenty fourteen. Yeah. I don't know. Like it was just a different. Yeah. Thing. Totally. But, um. Yeah, that's but true. But the Nancy thing, she has this whole thing of like, um, my mother said, like, call yes. me her little dummy. It's it's a perfect juicy little origin story. Yeah. Like I was diagnosed as dyslexic. I didn't do well in school. My mom called me an idiot growing up. Yeah. All of these things that kind of lead up to her being this nurse. And then, like, the the other interesting wrinkle in it is that she, like, did help these people with Tourette's yeah. like, overcome it. I know. But that episode was so boring. I kind of loved it. Well, it, it did help. You know, I have a lot of ticks. You do? I do have uh-huh. a lot of ticks. And I, I'm, like, trying to use the tools I learned in that episode. No, to, like, it's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, I need Nancy to disconnect the stimulus. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy talks like she's a brain surgeon. So I went in, I disconnected the stimulus. Uh, yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, a beautiful day to save lives. She cut. Yeah, but she but she does talk about it as if, and I believe her too. I believe that she believed yes. that she was doing the right thing. I believe that too. And that's what's interesting. Yes. And that's sometimes how I feel about Robin. <laughs> oh my God. As a Pence figure. As a Pence figure. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that Robin and Nancy Salzman are in the same conversation actually doesn't really shake me because of uh, Giselle's uh, similarity to Keith Raniere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the Real Housewives of Potomac a cult? And is Candace ringing the bell? Candace is the, what's her name? Sarah? Yeah. Sarah, yeah. yeah. Sarah, they're in it so little now. It's kind of funny. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm bored of I'm definitely okay with it. They're the reason why it got boring the first season because you're like, I'm, I don't need to know more about these people. Which who are probably like, was in the pitch for the second season. Like, hey, we're going to focus in on yeah. the actual on the villain. interesting stuff here. Because yeah. uh-huh. that's what's, whenever there's like a documentary about like any of these cults or harmful organizations, I want to know like, What's going on in the inner workings that made it to be such an established thing? Mm-hmm. I understand how victims are victimized. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get that. Pretty much it happens all the same way. Yes. So there's something interesting to understanding the psychology behind people getting to be a Nancy yeah. Salzman. Like, and I understand the moral question of, like, is she a victim? Is she a monster? And ultimately, obviously, the answer is both. Because it's sort of like a like a fucking Hitler follower thing. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? You wouldn't you wouldn't question oh my God. whether or not the Nazis are like, you know, evil. It's they are. It's so interesting. You know, I follow this Christian girl vlogger as like a hate follow joke, and I have but I have for like six years. Uh-oh. I think Katie Ruth Ashcraft initially told me about her. Part of Katie Ruth. Yeah. And um she'll talk about, you know, how to wear makeup in a godly way, how to be in the same space with a man in a godly and way. Also God. Yeah, yeah. And also God. And um, now she's pivoted and she, well, first of all, I've been waiting for literally seven years, hoping she would like explicitly like speak out against homosexuality. So so, so, so now instead of God, it's Trump? So no. Or is she a hell raising whore? So no. So like, (laughs) so finally she just, (laughs) you guys need to stop because your guesses are really wrong. (laughs) And when you guess something so wrong, it confuses the listener because it sets up expectations that are going to be really wrong. Okay. Okay. So unless you can be more right, please don't guess. I'm listening, I'm observing, (laughs) and I'm absorbing. And so, I'm growing. so finally she came out like two weeks ago as saying that like finally she was like, You're welcome to the little cor- corner of the internet where we believe marriage is between a man and uh-huh, a woman. Uh-huh. So I was like, Okay, cool. You finally did it. I can like feel that satisfaction of like 
you hate her. I know it. Yeah. yeah. And then, but now she's fully going in on like starting an MLM, like fully. Wow. She's like, she's like, we want to be a like, what is it like? An Prophecies impa- thirty two women, which is like some verse in the um Bible where they talk about a woman staying at home and taking care of her kids and mm. loving it. It's always about like being an empowered woman. She's like, these are what we don't want. This is what uh this is what women actually don't want competing with men in the workplace uh-huh. keep the nine to five being a boss babe whoever said i wanted that <laughs> and then and like staying at home with my babies and but still making money yeah, yeah, like, yeah if you want these things you can have them and then but she's just using so much language around mlm though it's like anyone who's ever seen actually any documentary will it's just so textbook. Right. She's like, you're gonna if you want this life, you can have it, but you're gonna need to make an investment up front. Right, right, right. And that's right, actually right. gonna help you because it's gonna motivate you. Uh-huh, and it's just like, uh-huh. oh my oh, god. Oh wow. Yeah, it's really well, interesting. Well, the interesting thing about Nexium is like all cults have some degree of self surrender in the people. It's it's not that cult leaders go after vulnerable people. It's that they go after people who kind of want to be totally. Yeah. Upon. I'm very much recruitable yeah well so, it's you know what it's smart creative people who are very open to an experience who feel like there's an untapped potential yes. yeah yes and that was exactly what he was going after and then the, the the i think the thing that this season does very well in illustrating is that it's like part of the way he got he got like more people to come in or he got people to stay was like he would very methodically be like oh anytime you feel bad about yourself yeah it's it's a lie and anytime you feel like you're being a victim, you're not a victim. Yeah. It's so like, and it, it tell it forces these people to kill their impulse where they think, oh, maybe this is not a good situation. Totally. And I was well, the last thing I'll say to the day I die is the previews for next week. Oh my god, tonight on the vow, they like literally start off focused on like a room. We finally get to find out about the girl in the room. Do you remember that from last season? The girl in the room. It was the thing they mentioned, but it was <laughs> never explored. But they're like, and also it was like probably the person who suffered the most but like was never uh, it was like a passing sentence in the first season like there was a girl who stayed inside of her room for two years because they told her to and, uh, the, and the door wasn't locked oh and they told her she had to stay in the room for two years oh my god <laughs> so, and she did and she did <gasps> and so I how she poop <laughs> so she poop in the room so fi- Grey Garden's ass we're going to find out tonight what where that woman pooped <laughs> oh my god I don't know if it was two years I don't remember I don't remember the exact topic, also I, wait <laughs> just to zoom back to Potomac when Robin said when, when Giselle said about Robin I know this woman well I know she, she poops take, twice, she poops in, the twice morning. in the morning I go this is I was like I don't on. ever want to know about Robin's know. poop again some people are so regular like one time I said I went to this like <laughs> that's your <laughs> no 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 but it just reminds me of this one some people are so, so regular <laughs> It's really gross and really embarrassing. But one time I was just t- telling this girl, absolutely stunning, gorgeous girl that was like going to this. I went to this thing every day at like 7 a.m. And she was like, yeah, but like, don't you like have to poop every morning? And I was like, what? And she was like, I just can't go somewhere before I poop. And I was like, oh, like, I, I, I understand. I, I understand. But I, I, I would never let that limit me in a scheduling way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like I was like, yeah, I don't even think about it. I might, I, I, I honestly don't know, even think I would notice if that happened. I do go to this place every day at seven a.m. and it's, Ugh. I'm able to kind of make it work. Uh, wait, know? no, I'm, I'm actually just realizing. I, mean, I actually hate talking about poop. No, I do too. And like we, we can, we can, and also we've been dragged before for talking about poop on this I don't podcast believe because it. people really don't, don't like it. We don't like it either. We don't like it either. I'm just saying this because I just realized something. I just got pure for men. Yeah, and I forgot it at home. Because I'm in, we're all in oh, New York now, wow. and I'm not going to be home for another you six, been six on weeks. It, you haven't been on it in the past. 
No, I just got it the first time got it because they actually sent some to me. Amazing. Or some. Yeah. I well, know. I'm maybe sure, I should. Sure. It's hard. Well, what I'll say about Pure for Men is like, it is tricky because you have to take like literally three in the morning and like three at night it's or else it doesn't really work. You have to do it and it doesn't really take effect for like a few days. So you have to like really be on your shit. And then secondly, like they say, don't take it near other medications because I guess like, Oh. Yeah, I don't know why. It absorbs. How does it interact with Descovy? It doesn't interact. It just like if you if you take it with your Descovy, it like it might not be as effective. It you don't absorb it. Your, oh. your, your, your lining doesn't absorb it in the same way or something. That's a like lot that. of pills. I know. I know. And so I can I just say, and yeah. I think we're gonna stop talking yes. about poop. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. I have just gone back to the enema bowl. Me too. It's oh. just it's just easier that I way. I mean, I have it pure, and like I take it. And like whatever, and like sometimes it'll make it easier if it's like a last minute situation. Uh-huh. But like, but whatever. Never. Nothing's more disappointing than like last Friday. <laughs> I was supposed to. Nothing's eat. more disappointing. Nothing's than more disappointing than last Friday because <laughs> it means we don't have this. We don't have this Friday this to look forward to. <laughs> I hate when it's I hate when Friday no. gets to call last Friday. It means Friday's over. Last Friday night, night. iconic Caruso voter, Let, Katy Perry. Uh, hey, oh my God, that was such a flop. Really? I mean, she's done. She's done. She's done. We might have to transition. Wait, let Pat finish his. Oh, finish your this is last not Friday. even a story, but like I was gonna maybe go on a date. I haven't really been going on dates. I was oh. gonna maybe go on a date with this person. I was kind of looking forward to it, but like you know, schedules are tricky. My work goes till eight right now. Yes. but I spent my whole lunch break like with the bowl. But you know what I mean, yeah. like whatever, just in case. Oh, thinking maybe the first date would turn into first I, mate. Yeah, and like you not wouldn't really... even do it after eight o'clock. Wait, what? Well, because well, 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 then you so, go right out of work. No, no. no so right here's away. a couple things. Like for one, I had to go straight. There, so oh, like, I see, you know I what I mean. It, there wasn't gonna be time. Like it was a dinner thing, maybe. And for two, for two, um, he was like a doctor figure, so he had to be up at like <laughs> seven a.m. the next day too. Uh-huh. So like it was already gonna be late. Anyways, I spent a whole lunch break doing that. Didn't really eat all day, so I'm starving, hungry. Yeah. And then my work ran a little bit late, and then it was too late for him, oh, so no. like he had to cancel. And then like, but there's it's nothing tragic. worse than like not eating. All- and then I like <sighs> truly ordered Thai and like ate and watched like old TV. Uh-huh. There's just nothing more humiliating than like fully starving yourself yeah and like being on the you're all fours in your own bathroom you know what i mean like yeah doing jonathan just, the jonathan groff yeah like, doing the jonathan yeah, groff yeah. doing and, the jonathan groff so it's very, oh if it's very embarrassing to be gay it's also like i remember when i was young and naive i used to always um <laughs> it's very embarrassing to be gay <laughs> i used to always like in my when i was young and naive i would go and i would want like an enema because i was like maybe i'll have sex or something I would like go into like, you know, your sexual wellness aisle. I would Absolutely. go into your, and then I'd be like, buy I'm sorry. a fleet. Buy a fleet. But, and I would be, you know, you look near the condoms, the lubes, like you're the sexy thing, the things for sex. But then they're not in there. They're they're next to like the Tums and the antacids and like the laxatives. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like so embarrassing to go there for your sex, mm-hmm. for your sex prep. But anyways, that's the last thing I'll ever say. No. But about, that's about, <laughs> about that. that. The building explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I press the button. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. 
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. You know, Bowen, I sleep well. And I, I know you do. I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on. We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the reward-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids Mattress, designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere. Say it again. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Everybody's unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash losculturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash Culturistas. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. All right, so all right, I think we should transition to I Don't Think So, Honey. Okay. So this is I Don't Think So, Honey. It's our 60-second segment where we absolutely drag something in culture, and I feel disappointed that I have to say this next thing. Oh, my gosh. I really do. You have to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and there's actually a news story that just came up. What? Um, should I read it now? Break the yeah. news, break the news. Okay. Because so, by Wednesday, it won't be breaking news. Exactly. When this is released. Uh, this is TMZ. So, oh, I love that. Um, is someone dead? No, 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 no. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City star Jen shot in loud, fiery, and very public argument. Uh, okay. Uh, should I? Okay. Play okay. it. Hold do on. They, do they have recording of it? Uh, they might. The link is loading. Well, where are we right but... now on her case? Like, is she going to jail? I mean, almost certainly. Jail. Right now, is it's she going just, to jail? She's going to jail. <laughs> I feel. I have a feeling. Like. Her healing needs to take place in jail. Um, okay. TMZ obtained intense footage of Jen and four other people having a blowout in downtown Salt Lake City. <gasps> and you hear Jen scream several times, fuck you. We're told, oh, we're told this heated showdown happened around 
p.m. on November 5th. As they say, Saturday night's all right for fighting. It's unclear what Spartan oh I love yeah. the TMZ writers. They're so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, it's not that interesting. Is it, yeah, it's, um, just Jen it's just screaming. Jen screaming. Do we know do know the people she's fighting with? No. Is it at the next round of audition? It's not the callback. It's not the callback. No, no, no. This this happened last week. Wow. So, uh, but again, why did it take so long for this to come out? I wonder. Anyway, she is such a wreck. She's it's it's not fun. <laughs> no, yeah. and that's she's the element of the show where I'm like, okay, like but if I we're do, not gonna see her literally sentenced, then I'm like so bored because you know what's happening. Yeah, but yeah. I do I do like her this season. Do you? Except for that one confessional where she has the hat. <laughs> I love the hat. She, she's yeah. giving Hamburglar. So the, the two confessions I'm struggling with are the hat <laughs> confessional and then the Ashley Darby bangs. Oh yeah, her titties look great though. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really struggling with that whole situation. I love it. I love it. Okay. Wait, well, remember Meredith's confession last year where everyone was like talking about how it looked like it had to be a breastplate? Yes, I mean it because did. Her, t- her tits were yeah, so big. Yeah, yeah, mm. and they just looked mm-hmm. like a breastplate. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lisa's looking good in her confessionals. Yeah, definitely. Lisa looks great. So I think I, Lisa is a beautiful woman. Oh my god, <laughs> I do. I think I'm most attracted to um, Meredith. Yeah, I'm a Kinsey six though. You're a Kinsey six. I'm a Kinsey six. I'm, I'm like Kinsey literally seven. a Kinsey seven. But like, I like I, I'm not attracted to women. But I would imagine Whitney is probably the hottest. I don't know if she is. Well, Angela said this. It's, it, hers is very much like a purchased beauty it mm. seems do you know what i mean mm. i actually have wild rose serum on right now oh how is it yeah, i mean i feel absolutely stunning yeah yeah you guys gasped when i came out we of did. the elevator that is true you s- belting your trainer songs okay <laughs> let's i have the clock starting wait actually she does have to be on my one Okay. Shut up. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Katy Perry. I oh. have to be honest with you. I've always been a Katy cat, but I can't no just longer. stand by while you are this publicly obtuse and like blind to the needs of the city that you live in. It is giving wealth. It is giving privilege. And honestly, while those things are definitely true fucking cast your vote in private first of Mm, all isn't it i know it's probably not illegal to do this in california because i'm sure you asked someone on your team before you did it but to post this and then honestly when you post like and advertise your political like a belief and vote understand that people are going to have a reaction and so when you're getting dragged left and right to and fro in your comments on every photo you've posted since for this understand that's because you put yourself in that position I, I don't think so, honey. You might seconds. have to go to Brazil now, Katie. They're saying, come to Brazil, come to Brazil. You might actually have to go because period, point blank, LA needs Karen Bass. She's ahead in the ahead in the vote right now. We need it to happen. I don't think so, honey. Rick Caruso and his followers, which are like Kim K, Gwyneth, and Katie, look at the celebrities that are following him and look at the celebrities that are following Karen Bass. There you have it right there. That's and there's celebrities that might have to go to Brazil. <laughs> They might, might end up they might have to go to Brazil because these are all the celebrities that supported Caruso are like the disgusting ones. And when they say come to Brazil, it's to all those people. But so at I'm least sorry, you have somewhere uh, to go. Brazil has a new leftist leader. Period. So I don't know that they'll I like that. that. I just like all. All, I, all I know is it's just so obvious when all the richest, dumbest celebrities you follow are all saying one thing. 
probably that means that's not the one. Mm -hmm. And then you have like the actual activists who are like, it's Karen Bass, it's Karen Bass. It's like, you know, then don't say you're progressive or don't say you're a Democrat even when you like advertise support for someone who was a Republican Republican, 15 minutes before this is like basically documented as being not pro-choice or anti-choice and is a billionaire real estate developer. It's like, uh, go to the Grove and tell me you, you, you wouldn't want your city to look like the Grove. And if you do go to the Grove and you want LA to look like that, you are living in a fantasy. Move to somewhere else. Move to well, it's, like, it's like Joel Kim said, it's like people that wanted Caruso to save the city don't want to help with homelessness. They just don't want to look at it anymore. Well, the conversation around homelessness is crazy. It's completely insane. And even like, I saw someone tweet, like even like, People are like, I don't want to see homelessness. Not why do I have to see homelessness? Or like, why does that person yeah, have to not yeah, have a home? You know, exactly, it's still like centering. Exactly. Like, people are, it is. The lack of humanity. The lack of humanity around specifically people without houses is crazy. That it's harder for you to see a homeless person yeah, than it is. Than it is to be them. To be and to not yeah. be able to see like the machinations that led to that person not having a house and that not being their fault. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like to blame them. or It's, it's so upsetting. I actually. will say I, I've lived in LA now oh, almost four years, I guess, like three and a half years. And the situation is very bad and very dark. But I'll tell you what's the most sad is when you drive by like an like an encampment area or there's a place where they are living and then you drive back the next day and all it's all oh, gone. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened? God. Like those are people. Yeah. And I just feel like and of course it's the really, really, really rich people who genuinely see it as like a yeah, for the like an inconvenience. To be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and I'm just like the lack of humanity, the separation of wealth. There you go, and it's it is the richest people saying this. And also, let's be real, they were paid. They were paid by Caruso to say this. I, I that's what I think because when you have a billion dollars and you spend a hundred million dollars on this race, and it is like it, I'm not saying for a fact that I know, but it's fishy to me that he's able to essentially like get all these high prized endorsements from people whose number one thing is money. Totally. Like, that's why, like, Kyle Richards is like, Caruso! I couldn't believe it. Well, I could believe it, actually. But I'll say this. The only Beverly Hills housewife to come out and say, go Karen Bass, Rinna. Yeah. Because she said, and she even said, she's like, I'm voting for a real Democrat. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that was my I Don't Think So, Honey. I am now a voice. You are. To be listened to. And now. You weren't before, but. At all. I could have my Gucci. (laughs) And with that sound, over the course of this episode, I'm starting to like the song. You, but you, are, you're, you will listen to it all day. I now. have a question for you: Is it that Megan Trainer is now going back to like doo-wop sound? Or, she's never lost. She's, ne- she's, she's never, never what left. I call girl bossa nova. That's great. <laughs> that's um, really great. That's really good. But is, do you think she's like forced by the label to like stay in that? Lane? I think her label knows they have someone that they can play in Baskin Robbins, in uh, Target, uh-huh. in at, at Play Places. Uh-huh. I think toddlers are going to learn to dance to this song. Yeah, like, you know places. when a toddler like learns to dance and they're like short, sort of shaking their legs yeah. and go like this. Oh my god, hands. yeah, it's actually really cute. Uh, but um, like, imagine like if if you had a baby and this song came on, you baby. would love to watch it dance. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Oh, look at look at him. He's going. Oh, little Riley. Oh, Riley. Um, I, I I feel like it might be Riley. one of those things where Gen Alpha, we're going to grow 10 years from now, the kids of today will be like, Megan Trainer is our queen. We'll shoot so mother. Yeah. We owe Megan Trainer an apology. It's like, um, it's, this is not the right comparison, but it's like the way people go 
ape shit over Leah Michelle. Like some of the mm-hmm. kids, the Gen Zers go ape shit over Leah Michelle. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah. Or any of the Glee cast because they grew up on Glee. But like, yes. even when like we were in college by the time yeah. Glee came out and we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's, yeah. it's kind of kids boppy. Yeah. But now like this whole new generation of people is like, oh, I didn't know that. that was no, that. the Gleeks are like still running the world. It's so true. Wow. That's really scary. Like all of them have like huge podcasts too. Uh-huh. Like Kevin uh-huh. McHale and Jenna Oshkowitz have a podcast. Oh, and yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. a big deal. Um, okay, this is Bo and Yang. Something's mm-hmm. funny. Are you ready and prepared? Yeah, I'm ready. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Space bar before an exclamation point. What people oh. need to understand that the exclamation point comes after the word. There's no space in between. I don't care if this is an intentional way for you to like show that you have a bit of whimsy in you, that you like to skew the rules of grammar. I, it's really shocking to me anytime I see it. And I've tried it on for size myself. <laughs> I, I, I've not liked it the times I've done it. I don't think anyone should do it. It really throws seconds. people off. And the, the reason we're in this mess today is because language has broken down. You know, did you know that the words pronunciation and pronunciation are different? Pronunciation is the way that words are pronounced. Pronunciation is the way that letters are supposed to be said. 15 seconds. It's the Tower of Babel all along because now no one can agree on how things should be said or written. And that's why we're in this mess. Communication has not caught up to, has not grown with technology. Five seconds. Language has not grown with technology. That's why we are miserable right now because we don't know how to talk to each other. That's one minute. It's been the Tower of Babel all along. It's the Tower of Babel, Babel all along. Thank I'm, you. I'm, it's the Tower of Babel all along. Oh, that was beautiful. You know, you know, Aubrey, you know, Aubrey Plaza is playing the villain in Coven of Chaos. I love. Oh, wait, what is Coven of Chaos? It's the, the, the division. One division. Catherine Hahn spinoff. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are that oh. House of Harkness? House of. It was called House of Harkness. Oh. It's now called Coven of Chaos. Oh, that's fun. One alliteration to another. <laughs> I don't really get why it's better. Maybe yeah. Coven Chaos like tested better than House of Harkness because people forgot that her last name was Harkness. Yeah, I forget that. Yeah, I forgot that even now. Harkness all along. They really, really should have. So, so when have you been seeing this like as a thing? Uh, Colloquially, people are doing just, 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 just over text. text, Hey, space exclamation point. Yes, I, I absolutely know what you mean. It's to me. I get that from my mom all the time, and I just thought it was like a you know momish thing. Now it's like no, it's it's, I'm the meat in the sandwich. Like the older generation does it, and the younger generation does it, and I'm like, all we are, and all we are is meat lately. All we are is meat lately. (laughs) I. I see it with one is really disturbing when it's one exclamation point. It's it's slightly more palatable when there's like space and then a block of exclamation points. I still don't like it. I or agree know. with that. Why why is that better? It's it's only better because because then you're like making a feature of the exclamation. You feel points. like it's you're a like, comedic choice. It's like this you're trying to spotlight. Not even a comedic choice, but yeah, it's a spotlight. It's like and then okay, here's the word and then space and then like a new word, eight exclamation points is now kind of like. Speaking towards Vapor's the first word. word, I I'm one thousand percent on your team and your champion in this. He's Robin to you. Don't bite me because I'm the spoon that feeds you. <laughs> so never bite me. Again. I always say, don't bite the hand. Don't bite the hand. Don't bite the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> don't. It's very cold metal. It's very. It's that very, could harm your teeth. It's going to uh, very much harm your teeth. You know what? One of my favorite bits is when Josh Sharp will do exclamation points and then sneak one yes, in there. Yes. Yes. Very, very, very fun keyboard. <laughs> very, very fun, fun keyboard, keyboard trainer. humor. Well, Don, you've given us something to think about yet again. Yeah. And now he can have his Gucci on. He can have his Louis Vuitton. But even with nothing on, Pat is going to make us listen to his I Don't Think So Honey. I don't know if this has been done before. I don't know. It doesn't matter. One of the most exciting things anyone you, could say on the I show, know. right? Pat, you sh- you know better know. than this. I know it much. It doesn't matter. In fact, I know much better than this. You know this. much better. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, this is Pat Regan's. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I do not think so, honey, when there's a bathroom in a home and the light switch is outside the bathroom. Oh, no one's done this. Yeah, it's so true. Why on earth? Why on earth would you do that as a builder, as an architect, as an electrician? As a human. As a human first. As a human by, as HBO Max, human human by by orientation. orientation. (laughs) Why are you putting a light switch to a room outside of a room, a famously private space, a famously private room when you need, where you need to go and have your moment alone? Oh. Why are you? First of all, a light switch should always be intuitive. It should always you should walk in, and you shouldn't even need to. Look, you should just you never walk in a room where you should know exactly where it is. Because yes. we have that technology, we have the science to do that through architectural science. Yes. Now to put it not only not where you would expect in the room, outside the room, you're already making me feel vulnerable because someone, uh, some sick and twisted psycho seconds. fucker, can Trickster. come up and turn off for no reason. <laughs> yep. it's, thank God it's never happened to me, but I've had to live in fear that it would, and yeah. that has destroyed my self confidence. <laughs> And it's, it's been so brutal. I can't stand it. There's if I could understand one reason why they would do it, it would maybe help. And I don't think so, honey. That's really good. This is an important one because it really does give the advantage to tricksters. Yes. And and because the we... worst people in society are tricksters. You don't want trickster energy in the home. No. No. And... On set. On set. On set. On set. We play. You gag each other. Yeah. No. Can and I in say, writers' rooms where everyone's famously like such a trickster. So many politics. I think that I I love when someone comes to a talk show and they say that someone was the biggest prankster on set. <laughs> yeah, I think that is such a fun story. Yeah, but then you you then you unveil what the pranks were, and all of a sudden, like there's someone is pooping, and then sorry to say, I readers, know. and then all of a sudden, like the light goes off, and then are they pranksters or are they just cruel? I agree. I don't side. I I agree. I don't like pranks. I don't like pranks either. This is we, we we've established this on this podcast since its earliest episode. Yeah, but it, it's a prank is just a way to upset people. Right, yes. Why and are you wearing such a chic shoe? Is that I saw that. Todd loafer. Snyder. I saw that no, too. No, it's bass a bass loafer. And it's designed by Karen Bass. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in, a, you're in a sneaker, and I'm in sort of a. Okay, I'm sorry. In, I, I just saw that, and I was like, "This is a sneaker. That. That's a Nike Pegasus, but it's designed. Those, that's a beautiful shoe. But how did your race it's go? The colors. It did not. It was not a disaster. I wasn't half had about this yes. before. Half before mare. You got half here. mare. It was not a disaster, but it wasn't the day I hoped for. Can I say you qualify? Yeah, for well, the full? but it's kind of a setup. Like I want to run New York full next year. When I You're was gonna do it. I was gonna run, yeah. and I there's a lottery or you have to do charity. But if you can run, if you have coming in a certain time on a certain course in the half or the full, then you can just bypass that and go straight. And in. did you qualify? I did secure that, but Great. I also um I thought I might be a little bit faster yesterday. I could tell. How much faster did you want to be? What was the time? It was really you hard feel to say. Saying? Yeah, yeah. I ran one nineteen fifteen. I thought that um I could run my PR from you know ten years ago is one fourteen flat. I knew I wasn't in that shape, but from workouts I thought. I thought that there was a world where maybe I would run splits to run like I would go out at like. What's you know, your mile split for for one nineteen fifteen? It's like six oh two. That's crazy. But I but I really felt like from workouts that I could run. Wait, 550, what? Five fifties, honestly, and wow. so I I went out hard, probably too hard because I get older, but just never wiser. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I. Uh, um, you have this thing, and I guess I have this thing. <laughs> I could just tell after like three miles, I was run. I was on pace to run like maybe in the lower one teens, but um, I just knew I was like, this hurts more than it should. Like I'm gonna really, I have to back off. And uh, then also the course, I found the course to be very difficult. And the last three miles were all like because of hills, hills, because, oh. hills and there's also two separate hairpin turns where you oh. essentially have to like stop running and yeah, then start right. so whatever whatever anyways these shoes were made by Bowerman Track Club which is a disgrace it's my favorite training club and running uh-huh. team but it's been disgraced because they're um 
top female competitor tested positive for Nandrolone. We can't have oh, nice things. Do you know where I found myself the other day? Not the other day, like a couple months ago when I did think of you and myself as a teen. Yeah. I was at Saville Running Company. Oh, like, wow. The, and I was just you know, like, because I had race, dinner next door. They have a road race in the winter, in the dead of winter, called, that's a 10 miler that I'm going to do. And it's really fun. What's it called? It's like the Saville Running Company. Yeah, I, th- I think Run I, to the brew or something. I like, think they've done it for years. Yes. I got fifth place in 2011. I know they've done it for years. I was fifth in 2011. Did you know that I won the Islip Marathon? Not the marathon, the 5K. Really? Yeah. What year? I, I think I was a junior. You know, they used to have an Entenmann's 5K down... Um, did you get a cookie at the end? I don't know. I'll have to talk. It was in Bayshore, so that's why you're neck of the words. Yeah, my Gucci. I'm doing oh, an Edmunds 5K tonight at home with oh, my donuts. Bowen. That's a lie. Oh, my God. We're actually exercising together tonight. What are you doing? We're doing the Peloton doing Cody Peloton. Rigsby talk show. Oh, that's very fun. Bowen yeah. is the guest, and I'm sort of in the audience doing a bit. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I watched him on Dancing With the. Dancing yeah. With the. Well, you know who's killing it right now? Shangela. Oh, yes. I, I will hear. watch for her. I think she might have won because I saw that she was trending, but I haven't watched the whole season. But she, I, she's a dancer. Yeah. She's fab. She's, she's so good. Well, they I always put on one person who's like truly a celebrity dancer, like yeah. someone who's uh-huh. came to fame for it's being like, oh, a, Julianne Huff is competing. Against, like, well, I wonder how this will against go. Against truly like Carol Baskin. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think you <laughs> might I think you might beat Carol Baskin. If that's something that you need, then yeah, I think you can probably have that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like a pussycat doll in Bristol Palin. <laughs> 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 oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, I remember Crystal yeah. Palin from being on Teen Mom OG, and I gave her a really fair chance. And um, Crystal Palin was, was on Teen Mom OG. That's how far we've fallen. When they when, but after after the the, the election, the election, right? After the election, it was like a little after it was on Farrah when they finally came to Farrah and they said, Farrah, you need to choose between adult films and the show. We can't have you do both." Uh-huh. And Farrah said, and I think she rightly said, well, this is my life. You're trying to document the stories of teen moms. Well, this is something so I'm going to make true. money. And she, of course, you know, didn't choose the most eloquent words when she did say that to the producer. And I think she did kind of push the producer. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they ended up having two part ways with Farrah. And um, they brought in two girls, Cheyenne, for who had been on um, Are You the One and Bristol. Mm. Bristol didn't work out. She was just not additive to the show mm-hmm. and Cheyenne is still on it and she does have her child's father is I think one of the hottest members of MTV's Ch- The Challenge Corey mm. look up Corey from The Challenge she's so freaking hot oh my god I think every challenge contestant is hot like I that wanna, aggressive straight energy and even when there's a gay guy on there and they're like lowering their voice to fit in yeah, still in the year of our lord 2022 if you I'm think like, if you think fuck. Johnny Bananas can't fuck me if he wants you're wrong the, he Mike The Miz he can still fuck to me this day he can fuck me if he wants yeah <laughs> CT, who's still against all odds doing these things. I know he won last season. He won last season. Let me tell you something. The ass on CT back in the day. Crazy. I mean, the ass on. If we want to talk about a bubble butt. Abram. um, Abram's butt. I don't remember it. But I mean, Johnny has an unbelievable butt. And there is a sex video out there. What? Yeah. I gotta check it out. Have you ever watched Ozzy from Survivor's sex stuff? Because he has an OnlyFans. I'm a subscriber. I'm not attracted. You're, to Ozzy. Okay, then you're not gonna you, like. Well, you haven't seen him accomplish amazing feats of physicality. It's it's, it's kind of wild. I, I've seen him climb a tree. It's pretty care about amazing that. the way he climbs. Yeah, a tree. but I don't it need. Is. But I, yeah, okay, fine. You've painted me into a corner. I admit <laughs> that it's cool that he can climb a tree, but I I just don't you, feel you wanna, sexual. You want to see him? Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day that you girls appreciate? What? I seen about this moment. I wanted to find it on like whatever episode it was in in Micronesia and like post it and be like. 
she was so real for this. And it's just that moment when Ozzy comes up to Parvati when they realize that Parvati's turned mm-hmm. and and like maybe she's just voted James out or something. Uh-huh. Either I forgot who she voted out first, Oz, James or Ozzy, but the other it one, was Ozzy first, and then right. she has the conversation with James. James comes to her and says, "Who are you going to bring to the end?" And she turns and she says, "Girls." So good. So good. So chills. Parvati was so mother for that. Like, she was so mother for oh, that. She, I think she has her hands on her hips. She just goes, she like kind of shrugs. Yes, yes. Girls. 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 So cool. So, so real. mother for that. So mother for Girls. that. Girls. Oh, you guys need to, we <laughs> need to it. get back together, um, Parvati and Amanda. Parvati. Amanda and Parvati. Yeah, because oh, they, 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 I think they're not connected anymore. They're not connected, but I will say, Parvati follows Amanda. Amanda doesn't follow Parvati. Well, this is as of a couple years ago. Mm. They both follow Suri. Suri follows both. The yeah, Suri is the is the link, the glue. Yeah. Oh, and then recently there was like on the Reddit's there was that Parvati actually nominated Amanda for their Survivor Hall of Fame because you could I guess recently, if you're in the, recently like within the last couple of years. I think was, Amanda deserves that. Oh, one thousand percent. There was an Absolutely. era of Survivor where Amanda was a main character. Yeah. Oh, one thousand. That that was the golden era. Yeah, she, it really was. Uh, she was the star of China to me. Yes, she was the star of China. The way she flopped at the final tribal council, I was like, oh god. And then. Micronesia, like kind of same thing. Yeah, I will also she say, really gets gun shy at the tribal councils, but she was a star of China, and then Suri was the star of Micronesia. Yeah, yeah. Suri was and amazing. Parvati was the star of Heroes of Villains. Mm. Yeah, well, if I had my druthers, it would have been Amanda wins China, Suri wins Micronesia, Parvati wins Heroes versus Villains. Yeah, why did they do that with Micronesia? Why did they fuck Suri over in that way? They because they knew she would win. But, I, th- but no, I think no, they no, wanted. I think no, they no. wanted it to be more of a competition, but not. Um, you mean like? Because I, I don't mean like why going did Amanda and three Parvati to top two. Over? Yeah, why did they go from top? Oh, that's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, I think oh, the oh, producers. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the producers knew it would be a Surrey landslide. But okay, good. good. I we think wanna, they know. We I, know. A good I know, winner. but I also think the producers were produced. Were also edited. Wanted to edit a Parvati win. Yeah, mm. I remember because I watched Micronesia actually kind of late, and I already knew a lot of the things that happened. And I went. I remember going and watching, being like, "This is going to be a coronation for Parvati." And I remember being like, oh, no, this is a Suri season. Like, but then at the last minute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that they all played probably equally good games. And then it was just, yeah. I think that I think the producer sort of made a decision about that. Because other, otherwise, why would they have done that? Are you watching Current? I am. I'm catching up. I just started. I, I think that this season is actually getting really boring. Okay, well, oh. here's the thing. Jeff Probst needs to calm down. And he needs to get all, off the phone. At all times. Yeah, but we I, also love him for that. I don't love him for that. I want to... I tell him to his face one day. I hope I'll hear it. I want to say to his face, I want to say, you know, you're ruining Survivor, by the way. Like that. Like exactly like that. You know, by the way, I don't know if you care. You're ruining the show. You're ruining the game. The whole thing needs to take like a beta blocker. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. first of all, go up. back to basics. Go back to 39 days, which yeah, they definitely won't. Australia is like four years. Yeah, it's like, They're it's, for four you years. Know, Survivor Australia is 50 days. No. And they, it's better for it. They start, No more starting with three tribes of like four people. It's like, that's not interesting or cool. I just think they're very clearly trying to save money. It's like get over it, build a bridge and get over it. I know, but like that's why it's twenty six. <laughs> that's why it's twenty six yeah. days, and there's so many fucking twists. Like they think that's what makes it interesting. It's not. And I would also say that it's almost like the Survivor cast members now are like watching Potomac Housewives too much and taking a card from Giselle because they're all so safe and yeah. concerned about just like I don't know. There's that's, just that's there's no big race. moves happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So basically, Pat, this has been a wonderful episode. And we want to thank you. I want to thank you. We want to thank you for coming. Yeah. I know so the readers much. are so happy. I hope I gave the readers anything. You good. need to, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you know the feeling. I know the feeling, but that feeling, guess what? I was actually thinking the other day of how nervous I used to get before 
I don't think so many live shows. I remember like like the Colts War being so nervous. Colts War was not a, the vibes were a little bit off. That well, it's because it was no one could no, no one could decide whether or not we were having fun or really competing. I know. Exactly. I we were all on different sides of that, and I think that there was a flaw. Unfortunately, in the feelings were hurt, and really, oh yeah, I could tell. I could see in some people's eyes that they were up. I just remember yeah. feeling like I was like. Gonna do bad, but like and I Michelle was, Collins no, and Annie Donnelly are sworn enemies. Oh, didn't you win? <gasps> I did. Didn't but, you win? But through kind of a twist in the game, like I was brought back into Very the game. Survivor. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was released back into the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pat has to go home. Right. Pat has to go we home, and so we love you. And we end every episode with a song. I could have my own. I could wear the but even with nothing on. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. And creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanique, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.